Pulaski to Boone. Bugard down the wing. Bugard falls away. Score! This should be good. This should be very good. I might stop you halfway through for a piss break. As I press record, that's the first. You know, fuck it, I'll keep that in. All right, so here we are on the five, on the Five for Fighting podcast. The very first fucking guest we ever have is Darren at the Fourth Line Voice. Darren, how are we doing tonight, man? Right on, man. Thank you. I'm uh, honored to be the uh, to be, to be your first. There you go. Well, I figured it's only fair if we have the original Enforcer podcast on here, just just so everybody knows we're not trying to we're not in competition. We're we're, we're fucking we're here for the same goal, just trying to hear some stories from the boys. So, it ain't well, like I like said. That. To- I said to the one guy, he was talking about that. I said, what are we competing over exactly? I'm not I'm not quite sure. I never figured out what we're competing over. Yeah, fuck if I know. Maybe, yeah, maybe same, who gets the better Twitter followers, I guess. I don't well, fucking know. I, the same 15 assholes that listen yeah. to my show are going to listen to this show. So yeah, The same the same 10 fuckers we always interact with every fucking day. Oh, yeah. I, I, that goddamn farmer, Rob, will be plowing along in his tractor listening to this. Well, I know he will be. I don't know if he wants to even fucking listen to another one after hearing... Uh... <laughs> Bryce Davidson's grandfather not drafting Bobby Orr. Well, that's true. That, he's probably he's probably dressed in black in a corner sucking his thumb right now. <laughs> he's yeah. fucking painting over that fucking Leafs logo on his silo right now. Do you know how many Leaf fans Bryce Davidson just wrecked with that episode? Oh, dude. <laughs> well, well, as if they were as if they weren't wrecked enough over the season that they just had. That's true. And just fucking but, put a little salt in the wound. Yeah. And I will, and I felt bad because I like Farmer Rob. Oh yeah, Rob's. Good. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I like I don't give two shits who wins. Doesn't matter. I don't watch. I don't care. Yeah, of course. So it's like whatever. But a part of me, just I a want, little bit. I I would love to see the Leafs go zero and eighty two, because I can't stand their fans on Twitter. Oh, they take Except, over the Bob Probert Invitational. The whole thing's fucking blue. Hate them. Hate them. <laughs> yeah. Except oh, Farmer shit. Rob. That's yeah, an but- asterisk. Just, the, yeah, the I love I, Farmer Rob. The way I see it is like how you describe, because well, you guys up there in Canada get to see everybody go through the the uh, the juniors, so like the dub and the OHL and everything like that. It's like you know, oh, I fucking hate the Leafs, but you know that Wendell uh, Wendell Clark's all right. You know he's fine. It's yep. like it's like how we are with Farmer Rob. I hate the Leafs fans, but that that Farmer Rob guy, he, he ain't too bad. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason I cheer for the Leafs. Is like I know somewhere Farmer Rob's happy. Yeah, somewhere somewhere down there, he's he's happy. As if if he if he hasn't turned it off by the third period. Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I figured we make this episode, you know, well, one, I wanted to be my first guest since, you know, I obviously, if people haven't realized already, the podcast I have and the Facebook group are obviously heavily influenced by, by the shit that you've posted, of course, because, you know, I'm fuck, I'm way, way behind the curve on as far as enforcers, you know, in the 80s and 70s and all that shit, which, of course, I know you don't know too much of the 70s because you were, you were born a little bit later. I'm not trying to put too many miles on you. I was born in 75. <laughs> yeah, born see, 75. yeah, so you, you, you don't remember too much of that then. No, no. That's but that, That's Steve. That's that dinosaur who knows all that shit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, exactly. No, while some of those dudes, they, they get really deep into that shit. It's like, uh, I, I'm not bad. Like, I'll know guys and stuff, but those dudes can start throwing, like, dates and shit at you. I'm not, I'm not that in-depth. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. They start going Rain Man on you and yeah, shit. Yeah, they'll be like, yeah. oh, on this date, at this time in the fucking period, after this thing happened, it's like, holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. You remember when Schultz went back to Atlanta? It's like, no. <laughs> no, no. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so, 
but yeah, no, some of those guys, the history of hockey fights and, and Shrem there and those guys, they, uh, they know their shit for sure. Oh yeah. But anyways, so I thought we'd make this episode to kind of get a background on the fourth line voice and see kind of, uh, see the history, how it all started for you since you've kind of, you've grown so much just to far. Cause I mean, I remember when your YouTube first came out and I fucking subscribed, what was it like four years ago? You probably came out on YouTube four or five years ago. Um, yeah. Well, the thing is, is what, what a lot of people don't, uh, don't, I, I think I might've said this before, but I did, I wasn't even on social media. Like I didn't start fourth line voice. It was my friend, Kevin that started it. I didn't really? know anything about it. Yeah, no, he started everything. And, uh, cause he was the one initially that wanted to do a podcast cause he did other pod. He's like a music guy and stuff and whatever. Yeah. He, he did a podcast and uh i didn't know anything about social media i you know and he was telling me about twitter one night when we were i was over at his place uh boozing and shit and he started showing me and it was like oh yeah i know you gotta see these like ex players and stuff are on there oh yeah that's kind of cool and then he kind of and then he we actually went to the movie ice guardians nice. in the movie it was in the movie theater here oh yeah you lucky bachelors got to see it in the fucking uh theaters up there yeah, well, I laughed because he got a hold of me and said, "This Ice Guardians is on. It's like Nylon's movie, or not Ice Guard, not Ice Nylon's movie, which is oh, uh, Last Gladiators. Last Gladiators. Yeah. I was getting mixed up. Last Gladiators was in the movie theater, and he was like, uh, and I'm like, okay, and he's like, it's Nylon's movie, and I'm like, oh, all right, and uh, so we went, and up here the Western in in Saskatchewan, the Montreal Canadiens fan club. These guys, like, they're diehard Montreal Canadiens guys, and at one of the local rinks, they have they have their own like uh, adult like rec league team, right? And you go in their dressing room, and it is a replica of the Montreal Canadiens dressing room. Oh shit! And I, I, oh, yeah. I was I didn't get to go into the dressing room. I got to see the entrance when I was with Nyland up in fucking Montreal. But it, I mean, that fucking place is sweet. Yeah, see, so I'd never been in, but I was just a friend of mine was telling me, and it was like, oh yeah, so in this rink in size too, and they have like. A replica of the. Uh, this is what he's telling me of the dressing room. They have the exact same gear that the Canadians wear. Blah blah blah. These yeah. guys are yards. Anyway, point of the thing is, so I'm like, well, all these fuckers will be at this thing for sure because it's Nylon, whatever. So my buddy and I go. We're literally seven people in the movie theater. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, seriously. But again, they didn't advertise. It was it was there for one night. Yeah. And it was like it was like a Wednesday, so I'm like, whatever. So we sat there and watched it and then after and loved it. And it was like, and after that, we're like, he just looks at me and goes, yeah, we should do a hockey podcast. Cause, cause it was funny. Neither of us were Nylon fans. I couldn't stand Nylon growing up. <laughs> Never liked him. I always respected him and he did his job and all that. I'm not knocking him, but it was just like, as a fan, I'm like, I just never liked him. Yeah. And, and my buddy hated him. And it was just like, but after we watched that show, we're like, yeah, fuck, he's awesome. Right. Yeah. And he was telling stories and it was like, He's like, yeah, like we should get like player, and we and, and Kevin was a really good player. He played junior and shit back in the like junior A and shit back in the day and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and we have like friends that played and stuff, so it was like, he goes, yeah, we should just do a podcast and just like talk to them. And I'm like, what the fuck is a podcast? <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't know what he was talking. About. <laughs> so he explains it to me, and I'm like, okay. And I always way back when, um, I always wanted, to, I almost got into radio back right out of high school and this oh. is back in the am fm days long before satellite radio i always wanted to get into radio now i wish now of course no one at the time could foresee satellite radio what it was going to become and all oh, that of course stuff. and how big it we're is now still, yeah yeah we we're just still thinking am fm right 
but I always just kind of had something. I did a fucking internship at a radio station. I went to a radio school briefly and just kind of talked to the guy and cut some promos and stuff. And he gave me the lay of the land and told me how you make no money and whatever. And I just kind of, but I always kind of had, I always enjoyed talking. (laughs) Ask anybody. The the Lindros, the Lindros specials told me otherwise with the biscuit. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So I always just liked talking. So I was always, um, I guess that's what drew me to radio. Right. More probably talk radio than like, because it wasn't like I'm some big huge music guy. Yeah, or you're not like a disc jockey kind of like yeah, like like a fucking like a Howard Stern show type bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, probably more like like a Jim Roll while like a Jim Roll like a sports show. Yeah, of course. Because again, up here in Saskatchewan, like maybe in New York or Chicago, they had sports radio forever. Mm-hmm. We didn't have sports radio at us, dude. I've never heard a sports radio show. We didn't have anything like that. So it was like, but I looking back it's like oh yeah i would have loved to have done something like that but he never thought of that at the time because no one was doing it up here anyway because you're at the time in the early 90s you're limited you don't know what the rest of the world's doing yeah so yeah so anyway i always had this radio dream so anyway he was talking and he and kevin knew this so he's talking about he's like well yeah but he goes and he was like he could he was the tech guy but he's like yeah we should like get mel on there we could talk to guys and do podcasting and whatever so I was like, all right, yeah, sounds good. Set it up, man. I'll do it and stuff. And and then this is right around the same time the oil crunch hit and Kevin was basically out of work and uh, or or got pretty well laid off from his job and he started his own company, which basically took him away from Saskatoon and put him on the road. So basically the podcasting dream went away and everything went away. And uh, But in the meantime, he had shown me Twitter and I kind of got hooked on it. And I'm like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And I, these, and I had all these pictures saved. So I always used to save pictures on the internet. All the fight pictures and whatever. I just, I put them in a folder and I thought they were cool. Yeah. And I always had fight videos. So, and, which Kevin would borrow when he would go on these road trips for his work. He would borrow a bunch of my fight DVDs. So he created the Fourth Line Voice YouTube page. And he would upload the videos as he was watching them in the hotel. He's like, yeah, so we'll put this on our Twitter account and this will get us followers. So he's really good at that shit because that's how, because I didn't know any of this. And he goes, yeah, right. but, well, here's the password. Log in and put some cool pictures up. You got all those pictures saved. Put some Probert stuff up. So I would start adding my two cents in and I'd throw a Probert picture up now and again. Or And he goes, yeah, and if the guy's on Twitter, at him. I'm like, what? And he's like, he had to explain, <laughs> he had to explain everything to me. And I was like, okay. And so... And I so at them. So I would at Brad May, at Paul Bissonette, at Ty Domi, right? And I'd we'd put their fights up or whatever. And that's and they started following the account and it just blew up from there. Yeah, retweet and retweet and it kind of just fucking gets yep. a little bit bigger and bigger. Yep. That's like and how it was on that Facebook group, man. I had to start off and it was it was almost tiring because I had to post and post and post and post and post. Oh, yeah. And luckily for thank God screwy St. Louis in there because he invited every former player and their fucking brother to that thing. And that's how it kind of, it, honestly, if it wasn't for him and that, and then Adam, uh, Adam Scorgi from ice guardians, he'll, he'll post shit from the page on ice guardians. And that's how it kind of got a little bit bigger too. Thank God for them. Cause I think I'd still be at like four people on that fucking group today. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, right? It just takes the right people to, to retweet shit and put it out. And it, uh, yeah, and then the biggest thing, the biggest thing that whatever the as the kids say blew up the account for us anyway, yeah. was the was the first annual Bob Probert Invitational 
tournament. I, I was there for that. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, that literally got us probably fifteen hundred followers Holy from that. Fuck. Oh, I like I put I put pictures up I, like. When you go and you go and check your analytics and it has your mentions and stuff yeah. or impressions and stuff, oh, it had a hundred thousand impressions a day. Holy I was shit. getting on those votes and shit. Oh yeah, that's fucking and that's awesome. What, oh yeah, and that's what did it. And that's right. got it rolled. And the whole thing was, as at that point, Kevin was gone, and it was like, uh, but I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do. And I got on the Biscuit podcast as a guest a couple times, and I got on the Obey the Buck show as a guest. And I remember talking to William, and William was just like, "Yeah, dude." He goes, "Like your, like your episodes are really popular and shit. You got to do your own show. You got to do your own show." Right. And and I kept talking, humming, hawing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then, but I finally uh, got it. And I remember Kevin saying, "Build the base on Twitter first. Don't just out of the blue just show up and start doing a show." Oh, like with me. Like... <laughs> well, but you had the Facebook account though. So yeah, you're... I got the Facebook account. There's yeah, a, yeah, my, yeah. My Twitter well, following ain't, a... as bu- ain't as much, but I got I got the Facebook shit. Yeah, well, that's where it starts, right? Exactly. And well, that's like... where it starts. I had no intention of starting it until people wanted Q and A's with players, and I'm like, eh, I don't, know. I don't know, because I don't want to do cookie cutter answers and just copy and paste some lame shows. Like I figured a podcast would be better, but then again, that's where yours came into play, and I was like, well, uh, let me call Darren and see how he feels about it, because I'm kind of be doing the same fucking thing as him. Yeah, well, and well, and like I said at the start of my other episode about this topic, and for anybody that didn't listen to that, I'll say it here. I never, the more the merrier. I never had any fucking. I, I'm, you didn't need to ask me shit, but I appreciated that you did. Right. But uh, yeah, like I always say, the more the merrier, and as long as it, uh, like I said, as long as it gets the boys out there and their message, and because uh, well, at the end of the day, okay, it's you and I doing it then. Exactly. You like know. there's ten thousand there's ten thousand hockey podcasts, and you and I are the only ones talking to tough guys. So. It's pretty much you mean yeah. well, when we were talking on the phone, you described it best. It's almost like a fucking island. It's pretty because before I even started, it was pretty much just you and fucking William who would interview yeah. the fourth line guys. So uh, the way I see it, like I said when I on the introduction episode, you know, the more the fucking merrier. We're just trying to get these fucking guys' voices out, and here's some fucking stories because they're so unappreciated today. That, you know, we want to fucking hear, we want to hear the good shit about the fucking dudes who grinded it out in hockey and everything like that. Which you know, thanks to William too for shouting out the show. He did that on his last episode, so I, I do appreciate you guys pumping the fucking tires on here. Oh yeah, and it was like yeah, and like yeah, exactly. It's more the merrier, and it was uh, and like I said, I I listened to a bunch of podcasts, and it was like, you know, uh, uh, more or less well, the I, same shit. Well, like I don't want to be a dick, but they fucking sucked. And it was, and it, they did, and it was like the, these fucking clowns don't know what they're fucking talking about. Well, everybody I shits on players too. I, well, I'm not gonna shit on the whoever it was, but it was like I remember the one specific they had. I believe it was it was Darren Kimball. They had Kimball on, and I'm like, oh right, because Kimball. Fuck was yeah, this is gonna be good. Out. Yeah. Oh. They didn't ask him anything about the Western Hockey League. They asked him two questions about Quebec, and then they're talking about fucking Tarasenko and the Blues. Ugh. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, <laughs> like if you want to talk about get Tarasenko on then. Right. Like, talk about. I want to hear about his story from the Prince Albert Raiders when he fought Tony Twist in Saskatoon, like, or Stu Grimson in Regina. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. And it was that moment right then. I was like, fuck this. I'm getting my own show. Because yep. I'm going to ask these guys the questions I want to hear, you know? And exactly. it was just like, and I've always had, and the thing, well, I know it's your show, but I mean, 
with my well, we both of our shows. I mean, with the way we're gonna go, yeah. I've always had. I was. I've always been a minor league guy. I exactly. I love it too. To the, yeah, I always related to them. I don't know why, but I related more to them, and it was just like, I don't know, like. I, I just enjoy talking to them. And it doesn't matter who, whether it be a... I've always said it. it didn't matter if it was a minor league guy, uh, a fan, a fight fan. Everyone has a story, a unique story. Right. And I just enjoy talking to, even to fellow fight fans. Well, I've had you on my show. Yep. I've had Steve. I've had Farmer Rob. I've had Joe Lazito. I mean, everyone has... They're all from... You guys are all from different areas, so you all have different experiences. You're different ages. I don't know. I just enjoy talking to fight fans. Exactly. And, and it was like, well, no one else was doing it. So it was like, well, I'm going to do it then. And the thing is, is I understand it's going to be a very limited audience. Because everybody, oh, I'm going to make a podcast. I'm going to grow. Yeah, well, yeah. And that's, that was what, because I remember forever ago, I wanted to start a podcast. I was like, well, my, my audience will be limited. But now I got to the point where I was just like, you know, fuck it, man. Who cares if it's going to be limited? It's, it's an outlet to be able to talk and do this shit, man. Like, fuck, I'm talking to fourth line voice from Canada about fucking hockey fights. I don't get to talk to anybody around here about hockey fights. You know, it's, it's like a fucking outlet. <laughs> oh yeah. Like it blows my mind. Like Paul or John Searson and stuff from the UK. Who would have thought a person in Nottingham would oh, be exactly. listening to some fucking asshole in Saskatoon, drink <laughs> beer and ramble about Costanza in the mall. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, what? You know, it's, oh, it's still that. Well, and the thing is, especially well, you're you grew up with the internet age and stuff. I grew up in the in the eighties and the nineties. Yeah, like we didn't have there was no computers or internet or any. So this is all still kind of like I kind of have a foot in both worlds. Right. Like I grew up without any of the without cell phones and all that technology. I didn't have we didn't have any of that. But I'm also young enough to like I know how to turn a computer on and I'm not I'm not my mom on Facebook, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm not completely. So I understand how computers somewhat work and, and this whole social media thing, I'm into it now and whatever. Some of it still baffles me, but I understand when people are talking about it. So I can, I can do both. Well, I have a podcast and a Twitter account and everything. So I understand both worlds. Yeah. So it's, um, but it still will always blow my mind that like right now, as we're talking, Someone in like goddamn fucking Bora Bora can be listening to this. Well, it's funny because I was like, I could look at the stats of who listened to the podcast and everything through yeah. Anchor, and sure yeah. enough, I see there it's USA and Canada. And then like by day two, it said South Africa. Well, that's goddamn fucking great grade twelve Chris Manatee out there yep. listening to it in the fucking bush. And I'm like, that's yeah. I sent him a message. I had to send. I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, this has to be you. There's no way anybody else is out there listening to this fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, spreading the word throughout the jungles of South Africa. Yeah, the tribes are gonna be listening to all this fucking garbage soon. Yep. Yeah, no, so it, it's just it's amazing the reach. Yeah, it is, exactly. Yeah, so it's so but within that, with being on Twitter, I've managed to uh well, meet or whatever in quotes, but on Twitter, you meet other fellow fight fans or you discuss them and their experiences. Oh yeah. So that, so as much as I loathe social oh, fuck. media, most y'all are the only reason I'm still on Twitter. I promise you, I would not be on there if it wasn't for the little fight that like the fight group we have going. Exactly. On well, exactly. I remember, well, I believe it was you and I talking Twitter would probably be a lot less annoying if you didn't scroll. Oh God. Yeah. And same but with the Facebook, is, too. <laughs> well, yeah, but the problem is, is you miss lots of stuff, too. Exactly. For all the bullshit you read, you miss some nuggets, right? So it's like, okay, I got to scroll through this shit. 
but I'm so tired of hearing about Trudeau and Trump and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, yeah. I, you know, I, that's the thing. I have a lot of followers and stuff, but I got a lot of them muted. I can tell you that because oh, it's yeah. like, I'll talk hockey with you guys and stuff, but I'm not talking politics with no, you. And, no. I don't do well, politics. That, some, yeah, and some of you, it's like, I, I think you're just nuts when it comes to some of that stuff. Some of the shit some of my followers say, it's like, oh, mm, yeah. There's some of them in the Facebook group too, and I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, and it's and it's too bad, and it's like anything. I mean, you know, there's been guys that I've talked to on Twitter and have private talk conversations with, you know, back and forth with high or whatever, and it's been really cool. And then, you know, something, some political stuff comes up, and it's like, and I, you know, it's not that I you vote, I don't care about that, but it just starts getting there, yeah, and it's been and it's been unfortunate a few things get, you know, and they start throwing out like racial shit or something, and it's right. just like really. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm unfollowing you. You know, it's like, I don't have time for that bullshit in my life. You know, I don't fuck that, you know, so, <laughs> you know, exactly. and, 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 and the funny, and like I told the one guy, I said, well, you, you go on and on, you you love the account and everything else. It's it, it's funny, you'd be very surprised that who was uh, contributing to this account. It's everything you hate, which is sort of funny, the irony. Yeah, exactly. that you don't know. Yeah, so it's like, whatever, I'm not going to get into that, but yeah. Uh, it was unfortunate. It was too bad. But unfortunately, it's... Uh, but for all that, there has been many great guys, like, oh, yourself and William and... Uh, well, maybe not so much William, but... Yeah, I was, say, I was about to let, was let you say <laughs> Big Rand, too. Oh, fuck Tito. I'm not... <laughs> yeah, we, you know what? Fuck it. We're not going to mention him on this podcast, either. It's, oh. it's two podcasts he's banned from now. Yeah, exactly. Two, uh, he, 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 he didn't even get... He got one episode of Limelight on here, and that was it. That's it. No, Tito, if you're listening to this, yeah, no, I don't even know. We're not talking about Tito, but no, <laughs> I, oh, those guys have been great. And Dan, the Bay of the Puck show has been great. And Paul and Kelly. And, uh, you know, so you meet some really cool people too. So I, it's like, that's what kind of keeps me on Twitter. And like I said, it's been lots of fun talking to the ex players and stuff. And yeah, part of you even, you, you know, you try not to fanboy out too much, oh, but fuck, dude, it's, so, it's hard like, in that group too. Oh, Oh yeah, well, like, well, that was the thing. Like growing up, like we, I, my buddies and I were massive Darren Kimball fans, huge. And all of a sudden, here I am talking to him on Twitter, and he follows the account, and I'm having a private conversation with him, and I want to ask him 302 questions, but it's like, okay, don't be that guy. But at the same time, it's like, oh man, like, you know, get this opportunity again. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So it's been like, it's been a lot of fun that way so i mean it's like i said as much as i loathe social media yeah. at times it's been a lot of fun too exactly it's like well today even to, well today and yesterday man well i sent you the picture of it but gary goulash who was one of my favorite fucking players growing up on the mallards when uh we used to watch him play up there i messaged him back and forth about his rhi uh orlando jackals jersey <laughs> he's shipping it to me i'm like that's that's insane like i never would have got to do this if it wasn't for yeah, you know, even to, even Twitter, because there was a, the whole reason I, I went on Facebook to do the hockey fights thing was because I liked it so much on Twitter. I was like, well, let me see if there's something like this on Facebook. And there was, but the, at the same time, it wasn't, you know, because it'd be there'd be hockey fights, which is cool. That's what I'm there for. But then you go and then for every hockey fight, there's five things of just random bullshit or people just shitting on players. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And so. I was like, you know, I'll make my own fucking group. And sure enough, it, it's, you know, taken off a little bit. It was just 3,000. It was, I think, 3,100 followers we're at now or members. But all that was 
literally because yes, uh, yesterday I posted a Gary Goulash fight, and somebody had like ended up tagging him in it, and he was like, "Hey, I have I'm selling a couple jerseys." I was like, "Oh shit, say no more," and next thing you know, I got a fucking jersey coming my way. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, and 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 that's like you said, that was well, that's how I met Josh Mazer. I got talking to him because of that, and it yep. was like, yeah, and uh, it's yeah, lots of the guests have come come from social media and uh, no it's been great talking to these guys and um and that was the other thing that was that when i was started to listen to the different podcasts that would really start to annoy me was just the fucking ignorance oh god it's a rich and well and i've never understood and it, maybe it's a generational thing i don't know but i've never understood like you're like these people talking never played a fucking sport in their life they were picked last for kickball every recess but they're going to sit there on a podcast and shit talk elite level athletes. Exactly. It was like, is no one seeing the stupidity in this? Like, I guess it's like that Jim Rome disease. Like Jim Rome's made a career out of shitting on athletes, but he's like some fucking loser sitting in a studio. Right. It's like, what, yeah, Jim, what sport did you play? Like, I don't remember <laughs> you playing anything. Like, it's one thing if you're the ex player, like if sit, if like Tyson Nash or Matthew Barnaby wants to motherfuck someone, well, they got the credentials to do that. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, who's like you said? Yeah, who's Joe Schmo on the couch to be able to say, "Oh, well, this guy fucking sucked." Well, yeah, and it's like, oh, dumpster fire. Yeah. Oh, he Why just pl- he just played in the ECHL. Really? Just the ECHL? Exactly. <laughs> I remember I had one guy. He goes, "Well, you're only talking to guys in the minors." Oh. Oh, is that all they did? Only? <laughs> Who paid you to play? Who was the last person that paid you to play a sport? Like. You know, seriously, like have some fucking respect. Exactly. You know, and it was, and I was just respected the athlete because we all played growing up. Like I know how hard it is to try to make it. I tried. I wasn't good enough. Yeah. You know, and it was just like so. I understand. I, I worked my ass off. Like I was always a baseball guy. I was far better at baseball than I ever was at hockey. But I played on traveling teams, did all that shit, trained all that stuff. Now, granted, we didn't do the training they do today. Yeah, of course. This is all early '90s shit. But it's like. Yeah, I worked my ass off. And at the end of the day, I had a few scouts talk to me, and they're like, yeah, like, have you ever thought about going to school? I'm like, well, I don't know. And they're like, well, you should, because you suck at baseball. I'm like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> Thanks, thank, you for bring- thank you for bringing me back to reality. I guess I'm, <laughs> guess I'm not going to be that starting third baseman for the Boston Red Sox like I thought I was going to be. Yeah, I guess I won't be hitting dingers in Fenway Park any fucking time soon. <laughs> nope, nope. The only way I'm getting into Fenway is to buy a ticket, you know? So it's like, all right. So that was the reality check, and I was 16 years old. It was like, okay, I guess I'm not that good. But you were kind of like the big fish in a small pond, right, at the time. But yeah. it was like, but you, and I remember, I'll never forget, we went to a fucking tournament in North Dakota, and there was like teams from like all over the states and stuff there. And that reality check, you got Oh, they just fucking roll you guys? Oh, yeah. And it was <laughs> like, you got a reality check real. There's dudes bringing it in at 90 and shit. And it was like, holy fuck, oh, we never fuck. We had never seen nothing like that before in Zaz, dude. You could just, like, you just oh hear it God. coming by as it's about to hit the fucking catch. Oh, my, like, holy I can remember fuck. Te- oh, yeah, I remember telling the ump the one time. That sounded low. <laughs> exactly. I remember you know? I remember when I played fucking, when I played baseball. I, play, I played it for fucking eight years because there was no hockey down here in Florida, obviously. But that yep. first time, like, you know, you play that one team that's way better than you've ever fucking seen. And I'll go up to the plate and this, you just hear the fucking pitch whizzing by. You're like, okay. We fucking suck compared to this shit. There's no way we're winning this right now. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, we had a couple guys that ended up going on scholarships to the States, and, like, here they were just awesome. 
Well, I think down there, the one guy ended up being like a middle relief guy for a couple of years in school. Then the other guy, I think, never. Like, he just ended up being a bullpen pitcher, you know? Like, yeah. But up here, they, was like, they were like God's gift, right? It was yeah, just, they were the next Randy fucking Johnson. Oh, yeah. But it was just that's how small it was back in Canada at the time, <laughs> especially in Western. Well, the thing is, we, you know, when you have fucking snow six months, seven months of the year, it's like, yeah, you're not. Baseball's a little tough here. Yeah. We didn't have the indoor facilities and all that. They do now, but we didn't when we were playing. I would have loved to have the stuff they have now, but we didn't have the science and anything. I mean, it's like anything. It's same with hockey or whatever. We didn't have. We didn't know. It's well, it's the evolution of athletes, right? I mean, right. as every decade goes, it's like yeah, obviously, like obviously today's hockey players are better than the guys in the '80s. Well, of course they are. They have better science, equipment, everything behind them. So you're you telling know, me, you're, you're telling me Crosby would have scored five thousand goals in the '80s, right? If you took Sidney Crosby from today, <laughs> yes. But if you gave Sidney Crosby, took away all the shit training that he's had and everything else and give him 80s training like everyone else had, he ain't doing fuck all. He's just going to be like, I mean, he obviously he's a good enough talent. He'd yeah. be whatever. But, yeah, but, but Twitter yeah. told me otherwise. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. They, they forget that part. Well, oh, take yeah. everything. Take all the advantages he's had, all the science away from him, and put him into 1985. See, right. The problem is, is the person making that tweet is 17 years old. Oh, exactly. So they have, They've been a big fan for two years. Yeah, well, they don't have anything to go by. All they do is they've seen Gretzky on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, well, look at the goalies. They suck. Well, I laugh at that, too. They don't realize how fucking heavy those, those like, old Cooper pads and shit used to be compared to the shit now. For a goalie to get over was fucking ridiculously hard, man. That The pads were tiny, and yeah. But it was like at the same, yeah, but that dude was drinking beer for the other six months yeah. of the year. <laughs> they're, sm- they're, like, they're smoking a butt in the locker room in between fucking periods. Yeah, see, there, there's never that, like, you have to look at the time period within that, you have to look at it at that point. You can't look at it with 28, 19 glasses. Right. Because, yeah, of course it looks shitty. But it didn't in 1985. Those no, that was the, the top of the players. top. Those are the best players in the world. Exactly. Yeah, but it's like, but you look at it in 2019, well, yeah. Well, I'm like, like I always say, well, yeah, my SUV runs better than the Etzel does. Like, of, co- of course. Yep. But without the Etzel, there is no SUV. Right. So you forget that part. But There's no Gretzky, there might not be a Crosby, you know? Of course. You know, and I can remember being a kid and saying the same thing to my dad. Oh, yeah, if you put Gordie Howe in hockey today, he'd get killed. You know, I, you know, because you're just a... 15 year old asshole right yeah but it's like when you look back on it it's like well yeah but you got to look at it at that time period and put it in that sense and uh yeah exactly like but like i said social media has given everyone a voice it's a platform it's a megaphone for stupidity yeah so you you have 17 18 year olds with their hot takes oh yeah. and it's like with stevie dangle oh, <laughs> Well, hey, if you, hey, if you yell loud enough on your parents' basement, apparently TSN will hire you to give you a radio show. Yeah, sure fucking you know. will. Well, that, again, I, uh, whatever. I don't, I don't listen to it. I, I, when we're in the shop, sometimes guys will play it, and I don't get it. Him and, like, Dart. Although Dart guy, I think, played, actually. I think he was a junior goalie. So I'm not going to knock him too much. But it, it's like, why? Why yeah, would anybody, exactly. like, why would anybody listen to this guy? Mm-hmm. I listen to him, but I realize what he is. He's just a fan. Oh, yeah. Like I, see, like, I see on Twitter, people will ask him, but they talk to him like he's some fucking expert. And they'd it's like, like what? they like throwing us on TSN and then yeah. getting well, treated and then, like hey, we're experts. 
We exactly. Well, I'll, well, yeah, but you know how much hockey the guys watched. Like, well, yeah. Has he ever done it though? I've, I've, I've actually had this debate with many people. I said, how can you be an expert if you've never done it? Right. Like you can't like unless you've done it. You how are you? You can't be an expert. I've watched hockey my whole life. I'm not an expert. Fuck no. <laughs> you know, you know? Well, exactly. I, I'm telling. Oh, they're like, well, Stevie Dangle. He watches all the Leafs. He's an expert. I'm like what? Like. No, I said he's just a fan with the center ice package. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Like, oh, he can rattle stats off to you and stuff. And I'm not knocking Steve. I, I don't know anything. Like, I know who he is, but, I mean, I'm not knocking the guy. I don't, you know, whatever. I mean, I've listened to some of his shows at the shop when we're working, and I don't get it. But, I mean, I don't watch current hockey, so whatever the right. fuck they're yapping about, I'm not, I don't give a shit anyway. But I, I'm thinking, again, it goes back to this, like, who are these guys to shit on current players? I don't exactly. I, I just couldn't do it. I just, it's just not in me to do. And like the same thing on Twitter, all, all motherfuck PK Subban for doing stupid shit. Right. But I'm not fucking him. The athlete. Exactly. You, you're not going to their I, actions, but not their, not them as an, as an athlete. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I he's on, obviously he's unbelievable. I think he's completely overrated, but I mean, it, He's an elite level athlete. I can't say anything. Right. I never played at that level. So, but so I'll never knock the guys. Mm-hmm. That's like I've always said that on Twitter. A bunch. I've had to. Sadly, I've had to clarify this. All shit on hockey all the time. Oh yeah, it's the product. Yeah, I'm not shitting on the players because they're better than they do shit that we never dreamed of. Oh when yeah. We were like we never thought of that. I'm never knocking the players. I just don't like the product. Right. I'm talking the guys that are in charge of the leagues. That's more who I'm my issues with. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, so when was it that you started to not like, when did you stop watching hockey and why, I guess you could say, uh, well, even though I know the answer why for, for people out there. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm, it's hard to, I don't know when it was, um, probably 20, uh, I was going to say 2010, 2009. It it was hard because, well, for one, I was working at the, I was working nights. So I was never really watching hockey anyway. You're missing everything anyways. I was working at the casino. So it was like, yeah. So I never really paid much attention at that time. I was just kind of married and we moved in. So, I mean, I'd always watch the fighters and I'd watch, you know, I'd keep track of the dub guys that moved on to pro and whatever. I'd, I'd watch them. But as far as the game, I don't know. Probably after I got married in 04. Or no, because we lived together before that. Because my wife hates sports. Really? So, yeah. So it was, despite being able to play sports very well, it's bizarre actually. She taught figure skating and can throw a baseball and can hit it a mile and everything else, but she can't stand sports. It's kind of of strange. But um, a farm girl, right? So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, the fucking, we're growing them right. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we only had the one TV, right? So it was yeah. like, just never, oh, she likes the Jays. We'd watch Blue Jay game, baseball, we'd watch. But I don't know, I just, but, so she doesn't like, so I'm sitting there watching, I'm not going to watch hockey by myself. And she doesn't, it's not like she's going, oh, hey, what a play. Like, she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> it's like, I just stopped watching. And then, I mean, if I go over the old, the parents' house, I'd watch it with the old man. You know, whatever. I mean, you're in Saskatchewan. You can't avoid it. It's everywhere. Yeah, of course. But, but it was just, I don't know. I had no one to, if I went to a buddy's house and 
friends came over or whatever, we'd watch it. And still to this day, if they come over and they watch, it's not like I run out of the room when it's on. But I mean, we'll watch it when they're there. But other than that, just I just never watched sports by myself. So it was just like, because it was just no fun. So I just stopped. It was just kind of weird. But and then through social media, I guess I get I, I need I see what I need to see. Yeah. People always, oh, hey, Reeves fought. Here's the clip. So I'd see the Reeves fight. Exactly. So I saw his fights. I've, so I don't need to. I don't give a shit that they won 6-2. I don't care about that. I saw his fight, so whatever. It became really specific, I guess. After probably about the mid-2000s, it was just like, I'm just going to watch fights on hockey fights or drop yeah. your glove. And I just didn't give a shit. Well, so I guess, I guess a better way to elaborate on it would be like, when, when did you start to dislike the on-ice product, I guess? Because that's what, I mean, obviously you don't watch anymore because um, of how it is. Yeah, well, the mid-2000s, I had a friend of mine was coaching in the LNAH, and uh, so I loved the Quebec League, and uh, I helped, you know, and there was a few times, like, I and th- I knew players and stuff, and he was coaching junior, so I would help, I'd kind of bird dog scout, and I'd get him guys, and, and stuff like that, so I was still sort of involved that in that way, I'd still, because there was a, there's a, <clears throat> the junior B team plays pretty close to my house, yeah, and he, and my buddy was always sort of looking for toughness and whatever, and so I'd go and check out, you know, just go and watch the third period because that's when all the fights would happen. And and I still had contacts around the rinks and in different leagues, and I talked to them, and and I, I did that for a little while, and then it was just going to the rink and just getting the vibe from the people. It was just a different kind of mindset, and it was like all of a sudden fighting became like this really like this dirty little thing. Yeah, and it, it was just became kind of like taboo. Yeah, and it started because it never used to be like that. And then I don't know, and it just the people running the league started pissing me off. And then it was always all now, oh, if they fight, we're gonna give them two game suspension. It's just like for what? What? Like yeah. last year, it was like I mean, it was always in junior B. It was fighting, got kicked out, but you know whatever, and they could play the next game. It didn't matter. And it was, but now it was oh, but yeah, but the one team's too mean, and blah blah, blah you know, and they just started doing all this bullshit in junior A and junior B and. It was probably right around that time, and it was just like, unfortunately, fortunately, the Western Hockey League hasn't put in a fight rule yet. Yeah, I was about to say, it's probably coming. coming. Yeah, insurance companies will make it come, oh, but it, so far, it hasn't. But I mean, they've killed the Ontario League, they've killed the Quebec Junior League, and Junior A. I think it's six fights. It's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's, what, what, there's another league where you got to wear like a full cage or some shit, isn't it? Is, is it the? Uh... I'm trying to think of what league it is. Yeah, I think you know. Well, I mean, there's different junior A leagues that'll make them wear full cages. I gotcha. mean, there's a bunch. There's still a few, like the the kind of the main ones, the BC League, Saskatchewan, Alberta. They're not. They haven't gone to full cage yet. Yet being the key word. Yeah, because it's coming. That, well, because it's safer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah sure. it is. That's what they tell you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ask anybody that's played college though. But let's agree with you. <laughs> but hey, why listen to the players? But uh, it's uh, yeah, it was just so it just became this just this mindset that was really starting to get irritating, and then uh, and then that was right when social media sort of started, which again, which gave everybody a voice. Those people, to, exactly, and then it just sort of blew up from there. Yeah, and it, and it just got yeah. Well, that's another you know. thing I think that's like it's another distaste I have for the game. You know, besides how kind of you know there's the physicality is pretty much gone. If we're being real, it's pretty much gone from the game. 
but the general culture around it, all everybody cares about now, it's no no more about standing up. Everybody just, it's dangle, snipe, selly, bro. And like, what the fuck are we taught? When did that become more important than the fucking game or the, you know, the team you're playing for? And the general culture around it is just, it's, it's like douchebaggery, I guess. It's like, I don't know. Everybody's like a fucking tool, it seems. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Like I said before, I said, it must be a generational thing, I guess. I don't know. Because it's like, yeah, everything's just, it's a look at me culture. And I think it's probably because this generation of athlete grew up with social media. Yeah, and I think, it, I think so too. The, everything's about the selfie and look at me and look how important I am. So, I mean, that's why you get bat flips in June in a 7-1 game, you know, and it's just <laughs> like, you know, and it's just, it's ridiculous. And then, like, so the next time the guy comes up, the pitcher will hit him and then everyone cries. Well, maybe don't give up the home run then. No, dumb shit. That's not what it's about. Yeah. No, exactly. And this is perfect. Exa- okay, I'm glad you brought this up. Let me regale you with a story. So, I had heard about this one kid who was a fighter, and my buddy was looking for toughness. Okay. So, I go over to the rink. And I always just go over in the third period, because one, you didn't have to pay, you'd get in. And I wanted to see this kid. And I had a few fucking people give me the fucking niggy that, hey, check this guy out, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So I go over there and I'm checking up. Meanwhile, I go over there and I can't remember. It was 9-1. I remember the score was 9-1 when I walked in. It was right at the start of the third period. They were just coming on for the third period. I'm like, 9-1. Oh, here we go. God damn, there'll be some fights now. Well, I, I, and well, that's the other thing. A lot of these coaches, you got douchebags coaching now. that ne- They never played anywhere. But, I mean, they have their Hockey Canada coaching levels. Yep. So... Okay, so now you got these yahoos running the team, so they don't get it either. So I always laugh. Oh, violent the code! You fucking people don't know what the code is. I'll I'm tell so you. T- I'm is. so tired of hearing about the code. It, there is no code, but they again. Yeah. Let's put on our violent gentleman's t-shirt and talk about the code. Shut the fuck up. The <laughs> fucking code. Anyway, so it's nine one. Well, this douchebag coach. Of course, sends out his start. Okay, 9-1. All I know is when we were playing 9-1, you dumped the puck in. And there, and you didn't chase it. You just dumped it. You know, it was just, you you let, you let took your foot off the gas. Right. And that's the time when your third and fourth lines played. If it was a blowout, the fourth line scored, no one cared because these guys are finally getting their time to play. And Because these fourth line guys aren't out there looking for fights. They want to play too. Well, here's their chance. And you don't put out your big boys. Yeah. Your third, your fourth lines, this is their time to get their ice time. No one gave a shit when they scored. While I go out and I'm watching this, well, douchebag sends out his starting line. So the one <laughs> kid who already has five goals, of course, needs the sixth. Yeah. Whatever. So he scores his... This fucking goof scores the sixth goal, proceeds to skate by the opposition bench, and putting the mouth on him, whatever the fuck he was saying, he was yapping yeah. to the band. All right. Well, the next time this little goof and his and the three of them get out in the ice looking for goal number seven, apparently, because ten one isn't enough. Right. Well, fuck this fucking guy. So the other team sends out whoever. Well, as soon as they drop the puck, well, Golden <laughs> Boy proceeds to get drilled right in the lips, and next thing you know, the fights are on. And this other team just jumped these clowns. Well, of course, Golden Boy and his crew all cover up and turtle and what the fuck? And meanwhile, 
And I, I'm listening to these yahoos in the crowd. They don't know why it happened. And I'm like, you seriously don't know why it happened? Are you <laughs> shitting me? Are you not seeing the same shit I'm seeing? Well, then maybe they should get better instead of being poor sports. Oh, seriously, this is what, but this is what it's come to. Oh yeah, and it's, yeah. And it was like, just like today. The fuck, there was a video posted. I don't know if you see if you uh, if you saw it, but it was that damn uh, like Hong Kong versus somebody or some Chinese I, team. I saw it, and they were getting dummied, and people were like, "Well, well, why is this happening?" But well, it's eleven to two. I fucking wonder. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it happened. Yeah. There's three times happening. Oh, exactly. Dumb yeah. shits. But it's like, well, then they don't know why. Well, yeah, because, again, these are the buffoons you have coaching teams now. Right. And, and these idiots playing, they just, oh, I want to score six goals and sell bro. Oh, yeah. Well, you can sell all you <laughs> And that's fine. That's fine. Score 30 goals if you want and go by the bench and do the moonwalk. But when shit just realize that shit's going to come. Oh yeah. Storms come and it's like hell's coming and get ready. You can act like a dude. Hey, guys have acted like douchebags since the beginning of hockey. Oh yeah. It's happened since 1900, but you better back your shit up. Exactly. You don't have to anymore. No, but all of a sudden called on it and someone starts beating on you. All of a sudden they're the bad guy. Oh yeah. Well, don't, don't act like a goof and it wouldn't have happened. I don't feel sorry for you. Like, well, it's like, what was it? Uh, was it the Curtis Gabriel interview? I think it was on uh, the biscuit when he would, people would do dumb shit and they would try to fight Gabriel would try to fight him. And he'd be like, or the other, the other player would be like, um, no, I, I don't get paid to fight. That's not what I'm doing. That's what it's become. Like they just, yeah. there's no accountability anymore in the game. And it's, it's, I mean, you see it every fucking game and I don't know why people still defend it, but they do. And I have no clue why. Well, and that was the thing. I mean, you could act like that. It's like, oh, yeah, no, they don't pay me to fight. Oh, well, whatever. Here are your teeth. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. the fact then, but that's the thing was, is, well, they'd only give that guy, yeah, two, two and ten. Yep. Yeah, that was it. Now, shit, you did it now. Christ, you'd be up for, they'd throw you in the, fuck, you'd be looking at three to five years. Like, I mean, Thornton did that and got 15 games. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember that it was the, the one episode where somebody just dumped a, car- or I think it was a game, some game versus Carolina. And he was getting, like, roughed up in the bench. And he just gave him, like, an extra shot in the bench. Not even a punch. He just, like, shoved him. Gave him an extra shove. And people were like, oh, he should get 15, 15 games for this. Like, what? 15 games? What the fuck are we talking about? Oh, if we make the suspension severe, they won't do it anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. That's yeah, why Marshand like, is still pulling his garbage. Yeah, so essentially it's a $700,000 body check. Like, yeah, okay. Like, what are we doing here? Like, really? Because you lose laughing. money, right? It's just yeah. like, yeah. Oh, uh, I always laugh at people who say, like, you know, oh, if if Marshan's uh, enforcer is better than the other enforcer, he'll still do it. I'm like, no. I was like, I was like, let Marshan ever lick Bob Probert's face. You're going to be cleaning Marshan up off the ice with a mop. I promise you, that's not going to yeah, happen. Because back then, Probert wouldn't have got suspended. Yeah, exactly. But See, now that's that... what I would say. Now it's like, yeah, the enforcer is useless. It is because you can't you can't do anything, right? You, well, like you said, you cut they cut the balls off it. Yeah, like so you can have Reeves and everything, okay. But if I go run around and Reeves comes out, we're fighting. No, no, we're not. I'm not fighting. Yeah. you. I'm just gonna drop to my knees and you can punch me in my head and punch my helmet. Yeah. So they'll, they'll give Reeves and suspend him for five games and whatever. Like you could still run around like a donkey. Now, however, that, 
that was a thing back then. Yeah. Colbert and McSorley and all them would do that. Well, they would just get a 10-minute misconduct, and that was <laughs> exactly. it. So, and everyone knew that's all they were going to get. Yep. So it was like, yeah, I'm not going to do anything because right. McSorley will kill me. What's funny about it, too, is on that topic of, like, you know, Reeves and stuff. Now, the punishments are going to be more severe for what they do. But, however, do you ever see the Capitals or the Knights getting fucked with ever throughout the season? Well, I know you don't watch anymore, but well, any I, highlights, I just, yeah. I but, no, I don't think so. Well, and they, that was the thing with the Oilers. I mean, I have lots of Oilers fans at work, and they – I mean, you can make, oh, Lucic is a piece of shit and paid too much money and – yeah. Whatever Oiler fans cry about Lucic, but I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know, did McDavid and them get fucked with? <laughs> Not really. I, the one time the, they did yeah. was against the Lightning, and it was funny because everybody, if McDavid got fucked with, people would be like, well, why doesn't Lucic go in and do something, and blah, blah, blah. Well, the one time he did, he goes over and tunes up Joseph. Doesn't even, he doesn't punch him. He literally just, you know, threw him on the, uh, threw him on the ice and pretty much him and gave him a couple shoves to let him know what's up because he was running around being fucking stupid against the Oilers. And that's yeah. what happens. And that once that happened, though, people were like, "Well, Lucci should be doing that." What is this? Like, you want you gotta have it one. You can't have it both ways. You gotta want either he polices them or he doesn't. And then when he well, doesn't do it, they're asking, "Why didn't he do it?" Well, this is why because of the backlash. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, at the end, nothing's ever perfect. No, of course not. It was never perfect. I mean, there's always there's always going to be some guy that just doesn't give a shit. Right. And people, well, people I mean, make that assumption that we don't, that like shit didn't happen back in the 80s and 90s when the Enforcer was still around. That's not what we're saying. Absolutely shit still fucking happened. Oh, hey, Gretzky got hit too. <laughs> he got lit Bill, up one game. Bill, it's on my YouTube page. Bill McCurry fucking near kills him at the blue <laughs> line one night. So, I mean, Gretzky still got hit. But it was, and and those guys got hit, but it was how they got hit. Right. Like everybody can take you. Hey, if you got, you know, if you're on the boards, you get hit. And what? It wasn't like, oh, if they touched Gretzky, Semenko would kill him. No, but if it was the extra shit, exactly. If you gave him a little stick, or you gave him the extra elbow, or you gave him the hit that, whatever, wasn't necessary, or whatever. Then the conversation was going to happen. Exactly. But now, I mean, you watch like the little bit I've watched. You go and watch like Pittsburgh. Like, Crosby just gets abused. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, well, everybody, oh, he's dirty. Well, he has to be. Look at the shit he takes. Exactly. And that, you know what's funny? That shit still didn't happen when Reeves is there, though. It didn't happen. No, but the problem the problem becomes a lot of these coaches don't know how to coach those guys. Right. Because it's, it's, it's in a game where they're almost uncoachable because they don't know. It's, it's out of the game now, so you almost can't coach them. Yeah, well, they don't know how to handle an enforcer, and they don't, like... Even back in the day, there was some like even on my show when I've talked to guys, there are some coaches that knew how to handle those guys and other guys and other coaches didn't. Yeah, and I think as it as we go on, it's going to become harder and harder because, well, some of these coaches probably their entire coaching career they've never had anyone tough because they. It's just the game now. <laughs> just isn't anyone tough anymore. Yeah, so exactly. Why? I don't want to say that, but you know what I'm saying. There isn't any enforcement. Right. When we say when we say there's not anybody tough, we're not knocking the fucking players. Obviously, they all play through, but the physical play, you know, the fighting and the Reeves or Wilson kind of. There's those. That's it. There's the only two left. <laughs> we're not we're not knocking the athletes, obviously. No. No. But yeah, so it's just it, the the whole culture around everything has just been so fucking weird, and 
it's turned the game for the worse, in my opinion. Of course, you know, we say it's for the worse, and we'll get fucking ridiculed on Twitter for it and get called dinosaurs or whatever. But um, it's it's I don't watch anymore. <laughs> I know you don't, but um, nonetheless. So, I mean, would, you said you watched Oilers tapes or had a lot of Oilers stuff. Was that were you an Oilers fan growing up? Um. Well, see, like, right, like, when I was, like, 10, 11, 12 years old, it was right in the middle of the Oilers dynasty, right? So, I mean, you know, everyone around here, because yeah. the Grimes has to have an NHL team. Right. And Edmonton, Edmonton and Calgary were the closest cities that did. So, I mean, you were either one or the other, but, of course, everybody, oh, Wayne, Wayne, Gretzky, Gretzky, you know, so. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, and no satellite, no center ice package, all that. So, I always say the early games on Hockey Night in Canada were the Leafs. And you had Montreal on the French Channel. And then the late games were always Edmonton. So that's all we watched. That's all we saw. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was the oil. I was always actually more of a Flames fan just for the simple fact that all my extended family lived in Calgary. So whenever we went on any family vacation or everything, it was always in Calgary. So we just kind of, by default, became Flames fans. But uh but even as a young, even as a, at a young age in all sports, and it sounds like such a cop-out answer, and I've given this before, but I was never a fan of teams. I always just liked players. Okay. Like, and, yeah, I, can, every, I mean, I can respect that. Yeah, every team had guys I liked, and every team had guys I didn't like. Well, it's probably different so, for you because you have the, the juniors growing up, so you watch these guys on junior teams, and then you see them go to the NHL. Exactly, yeah, yep. yeah. And, it was, and especially back then... It was always sort of viewed as, oh, those that's our guy. Yeah, it's like, like we were when, saying earlier. Wendell, like, like Wendell Clark yeah. was our guy. Exactly. Right? And then, so, but even then, when like when he was at the Blade, I was only like eight, nine, ten years old when he was at the Blade. So, I mean, I remember him, but, I mean, I was still really young. But I remember, in, like, in 1985, he went first overall. So now he's on Hockey Night in Canada every Saturday with the Leafs. Right. And always pumped up the Saskatchewan thing. And then the papers here, it was always like, oh, the farm boy makes good and all that. So you always <laughs> watched him. And the thing was, and, he, and Wendell Clark was so fucking cool. Oh, so yeah. that was the thing. It wasn't like it was like he was just some pussy that never did anything and scored 20 goals and never hit any. Like he was the baddest dude, right? Like Those, his everybody. first two seasons were in fucking sane. I, there, will, oh, yeah. there will never be another thing like that ever. Oh, and he ran around like a junkyard dog, like a Super Bowl. <laughs> and the thing was, is he kind of had that like underdog vibe because he was so small, and it was just like, but he was just, yeah, he was just that tough farmer, and right. it was just like, and and being out here, you out west, you could identify with him, and it was like that was our guy, you know. So I was never a Leaf guy, but it was like, but Wendell was the man, right? So growing up, when we were like ten, eleven, twelve years old. Hey, when we played street hockey, everybody fought over who was Wendell Clark, right? Like, we were all Wendell Clark, and it was like, that was our guy. Yeah. And then Gretzky and all them were secondary to Wendell. Gotcha. Was, yeah, but it was like, I mean, obviously Gretzky was a big thing. Oh, of I course. Mean, but I, I was never a huge Gretzky fan, just because it was like, why laugh? Because of course we'd be all. I'd be sitting, you know, in the living room on the floor, cross-legged, watching it, and the old man sitting in the chair watching TV and eat. Ah, oh, Gretzky, you pussy, get up! You know, he'd always. Well, it's like Cro it's like Crosby now. I mean, <laughs> I, it's so funny when people bitch about Crosby because it was like, oh, that's what they used to say about Gretzky too. Yeah, and 
he'd always be, oh, he's whining, you know, or whatever. And uh, so I was never, uh, I, yeah, again, I was never a huge Gretzky guy, but uh, but everybody had to have the Titan hockey stick. I remember that. You had to get the white <laughs> one, not the red one. Nobody wanted the red Mike Bossy Titan. That was bad news, but you needed, everybody needed the white Gretzky Titan. Had that. That was the, that, you needed that. But, uh, but yeah, so it was an interesting, uh, it was an interesting time. For sure, man. That's, I love hearing this old, the, the older, older hockey stories because it's, I don't know, just the nostalgia of it, I guess. But, um, I laugh because I'm only like 43, but it sounds like I'm like 102. Oh, but, yeah. Well, uh, it's funny because I'll talk to like other hockey fans, like, you know, people who are hockey fans out here in Tampa, but of course, you know, Tampa didn't get a team until 92. Yeah. So, people who, who are fans out here are typically probably started becoming fans. Well, the more diehard ones, probably around the 2000 ish time, 99 ish. And yep. so I'll be talking about all this fucking shit. And they're just like looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> and it's funny. Cause you know, I'm, I'm 23 and I'm talking about all the old shit. Cause it's just, it's just what I'm drawn to. I don't know why, but it's, it just, it just is. <laughs> well, it's funny. Yeah. Well, even before we got recording here, we were talking, I said, it's, I, I feel sorry for you. Cause you missed all the good stuff. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm just happy. I at least got to see the tail end of it. Like, uh, yeah. fuck, I was just talking with, uh, John over there on Facebook or not on Facebook, uh, Twitter. I was like, glad at least I got to see like Juan Dingman and Kanopka and shit like that on the lightning. So, yep. Yep. And I, although I really do wish I got to see the fucking LNH that, that must've been a fucking spectacle. Well, and I always, I was always mad. I wish I, I, you know, I watched a lot of game tape, but I mean, I wish I had gone in person. But yeah, that's the thing. I mean, when you're in the moment, it's like you always just think that shit's gonna last exactly. forever. Yeah, and like I said, I had friends in the league, I had friends coaching, and it was just I just assumed he'd be there for four or five years, and at some point, because at that time, um, in the mid two thousands, in oh five, oh four, oh five, oh six, um, I was getting laid off from my job, so I'd have the win, I'd, I'd have the winter off collecting unemployment and just hanging out in my apartment, and I'd work a couple of shifts. You know, I'd go work security for cash jobs at the bar on Friday, and I'd work at the casino on Saturday. You know, a few jobs here and there, but for the most part, I was sitting there unemployed. I mean, I was getting a check, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna go, hey, I'm gonna go buy a plane ticket to Montreal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think so. You know, like, but you're just like, oh, when I get on full time, I have money, I'll do it for sure. And then, of course, the league changed, and he moves on, and whatever, and life goes on. So I never got to see it at the time, but. uh yeah. If I it, well, it's a, it, like anything in life. If I knew now what I knew then, yeah, for sure. But you know, I would have bought Microsoft when it's five cents a share too. So, <laughs> of course. You know, like you said, you know, just it's just the fighting in hockey is just something you. It's always there, so you never thought it would go away. But now here we are. Yeah, yeah, and that and that was the thing, and that's and that's the other thing. Like even in the eighties and like nineties, growing up, it might have been different. Other again, we didn't have social media, so you didn't have the voice of. The anti-fight person blaring. The, mi- the minority, but somehow yeah, the largest like, voice. Yeah, I mean, you'd go to rinks if there was a fight. Yeah, there'd be a few people that would, oh, why are they doing that? You know, there was always people that didn't like it. I mean, I had family members that didn't like it. Right. Uh, but, so there was always that, or, you know, you'd, you'd hear, oh, Cherry, that Don Cherry's a moron. You know, there was always somebody that would say that. It wasn't like this is all this new shit. But it was like, but they didn't have a platform to say it to millions. Yeah, it was people. the it was the weird guy in the corner of the rink at the time. Exactly. <laughs> but and at the time, and then the other thing, and I, maybe growing up in this area, it, and it was cool because our media was always pro fight. Fuck yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, you'd watch like back then there was well, I should say there was TSN and stuff, but like I remember watching the local. I remember Global Sports would come on at eleven o'clock. It was eleven to eleven thirty, and they would always show all the sports highlights. But it was really cool. They would show the fights all the time. So and it was, and yeah. So that was the thing growing up on. So you'd see the junior fights and. You know, they might not show the whole fight, but they'd show clips or whatever. So there was always a fighting vibe. And in the Star Phoenix, the Blades had a rough game. Uh, many times I'd open up the paper in the morning and there'd be on the front page, there's the fight pitcher. And <laughs> it would yes. be like, oh, yeah, like Rhett Trombley regained his title today against, you know, Kent Staniforth or, you know, whatever. Like they, or, you know, and they, or they'd be taught like back in the day and, oh, and, Wendell Clark scored his 18th and Tony twist chipped in with two fights. Yeah. You know, it was always pro fight around here. So, yeah. yeah. So that was, that was cool. Well, yeah, I was, well, all this blades talk, I was going to ask you because, well, you said your friend was like, uh, his dad was the owner, right? Of the blades. Yes. yes. So what Unfor- was probably, unfortunately, the- as we were, as we were talking, that was actually the funeral I went to today. Oh man. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Well, I know you had uh, well you had mentioned it on the other uh, the other episode, but that's uh, you know my condolences to you, man. Oh, hey, this, uh, unfortunately, as as you get older, it's uh, you know I've been very fortunate that I haven't had well, I had a few friends when I was younger pass away, but I haven't had any friends and immediate family have actually I haven't had I haven't had to deal with death very much. But at I'm 40, unfortunate with that too. Yeah, but it's like, but now we're getting to the age where like everyone's my friend, like all our parents are like late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. I mean, that's just you know the average like father time. That's people are gonna start time. dying, right? Yep. Yeah. So I had the funeral today. I got a funeral on Sunday, and it's just Man. like, yeah. So it's just like you know people's parents are, you know, knock on wood, my parents are still healthy and rolling along. But I mean, it uh, it's certainly one of those things that uh, it's uh, you sitting there, it's a reality check sometimes. Exactly. Um, but anyway, we're getting down here. What uh, yeah. I'm, I'm interrupting you. What are you gonna ask me? <laughs> You're good, man. But so with all with all this blades talk, I was gonna ask, what is probably like the craziest game you went to? Because I know you said you went to him because he his dad was the owner, so you got tickets all the time. Was yep. there absolutely just a fucking gong show of a game you went to where you're like, this is fucking great? <laughs> well, it's funny because we used yeah, like so that was pretty well. It would have been early '90s because that's when we were in high school and we could drive. Was when we re- so it would be 92, 93, 94, 95 in there. We I I barely missed a game, so it was all that uh, like Rhett Trombley, Wade Belak era. I, yeah. I saw lots of that stuff. Um, like Twist and all them. I was only in grade like six, seven, and like. Oh, so, so I mean, you would like just miss like the 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 Twist and Gates kind of era for the the Blades and shit. Yeah, like well, then you had to get someone's parents to drive you, and at the time, I the. Um, the guy who owned the team. I didn't know him at the time. I only got to know him in high school. Mm. So I didn't know him when I was in elementary school. So you had to go buy tickets and, and try to convince my dad to basically drive to the rink. And it, like, again, yeah, you're going to minus 40 in Saskatchewan. I don't really feel like going to a goddamn place. <laughs> it's fucking so, I mean, yeah, the coldest so it gets like, here in Florida is like 40 degrees. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, you know, I mean, I saw a twist and then play now in Chase and Kaminsky. Um, I saw them. But again, at the time, I was only like twelve, like eleven, twelve. So it was like, I could, I can remember Kerry Clark doing the moonwalk after he scored. I can remember that at the old arena, and uh, that caused a few line brawls. 
Um, I can so I can remember that. that oh, was I'm sure there were still people there though. Why is he? Why is this brawl happening? <laughs> Pretty much, not many. If they were, they were definitely. Yeah. Pretty. Uh, um, so, but I can remember the old arena a little bit. But uh, yeah, basically, I always say early mid '90s is sort of my wheelhouse because that's right. high school, 20, 21, 22. You're, you know, I I knew everything that was going on. I could, you know, whatever. I could process everything. So. Yeah, but that was the thing. You'd go to, and there was a few snoozers, obviously. Not every game had fights, but I mean, majority of them did. You probably but had at least, like, at least one fight a game. Was oh, probably well, the majority, more or less. Oh, for yeah. sure. But and you'd know certain guys that came in, and uh, so yeah, we saw lots of line brawl. See, by that time though, in the '90s, there was no bench clearing anymore. Like they had put that rule in. Like there was no more bench clearing brawls. See, that's fine with me because I think bench crawl or is bench crawl, bench brawls are a little bit much to where it kind of it more so just gets to the point where nothing's kind of happening, you know. So I think a line brawl is kind of better. Well, I always said I always hated the brawls because I never knew who to watch. <laughs> that that's one thing that sucks like, too. I'd rather have you fight off five faceoffs, not all <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, but I saw it like oh yeah, but a ton of line brawls. Saw a ton of line brawls for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, nothing really stands out. I mean, no. not in terms of like, oh, there was some crazy line, bro. Like, oh, fucking run the, I, oh, I remember one game. It was Sastoon and, uh, and Regina it just had basically back and forth. It was like, oh, we're going to run your goalie. All right. Fuck you. They dropped the puck. They dumped the puck in the corner and just make no effort to go play the puck. They just go run the blades goalie. Cause you ran ours. Oh, line brawl. Run our goalie. <laughs> oh, line brawl. You know? Oh, I can remember games where there's four guys left on the bench. You know, it was just like, it was just insane. And I was thinking, no one got suspended. They would all play the next game. Yeah, there exactly. was none of this. Oh, this guy got five, and he got eight, and this guy got ten for inciting it. No, fuck. There was no, one guy might have got an extra. Well, he got a game. He got two games suspension or some bullshit. But, yeah. But, that, yeah, other than that, you'd, you'd get the notes. Like, my buddy, he... As the, he'd go down and get the media notes and bring them back up because again, no internet, so you'd never seen these people. Right. So like I didn't know. Well, like you said, you only read about him in like, well, like the, the hockey news, right? You only read about him every when the issue came out. Well, I didn't know who Jason Renard was. Right. No idea. But we'd get the notes from PA, and oh, he had 200 penalty minutes. Oh goddamn, where is this Renard? I gotta watch him. You know, and that's that's how you do him. Other than that, I'd never seen them. There was no video. There wasn't like they were on TV. I had no computer to go on to. Yeah. So you'd never seen these people. So, yeah, so that was the thing. You'd read the notes, and I can I'll always remember because you'd get the media notes, and they'd have all the stats. Again, that was the other thing. It sounds so archaic now. Anyone listening is just like, oh, these young people, oh, yourself, you're just like, God damn, can't imagine. You mean you couldn't type a guy's name in and see all his stats? No. Of course not. And it was like our local paper didn't have Western Hockey League stats. Yeah. Us fucking millennials are fucking spoiled. I didn't know how many penalty minutes some guy in Spokane had. Yeah. No idea. I mean, I the only stats they'd ever post were the Blades. So I knew how many I knew who led the Blades with penalty minutes, but I don't know anybody else. So the only sheets we ever got were with what my friend would bring from the media room. And like, oh, here, look. And so you'd hear certain, okay, yeah, you know, he's so number 17's got 180 minutes right now. So let's watch 17, 21, and 29. They got all the penalty minutes. You know, <laughs> I didn't know who these people were. So, yeah. you know, and because uh, there was, like I said, no computer, no anything to watch them. So, uh, but I can remember, what was I? Oh, point of my story is, so you'd have, they'd have like the injury list. 
and it'd yeah. be old Jim Smith groin, Steve Thompson wrist, Stephen Pete stab wound. <laughs> like what the fuck? Oh yeah, that always cracked me up. Like, what? Yeah, and he got stabbed in a bar fight. So it was like, yeah, that's some stab- Linkgate shit. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's what Stephen Pete. He was out. He was out for the game with a stab wound. Yeah, and I write the media notes. It was like, oh yeah. So it was. Uh, that was. I remember that. I remember that standing out. But that's awesome. Stephen Pete, they're bad motherfucker, man. <laughs> yeah, he was. That, that was. Oof. He was unbelievable. I remember him at sixteen in Red Deer. Unreal. Just was he was just fucking rolling through guys. Look like man child. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, fucking, like Scott Parker kind of in Kelowna. There's another one. Yeah, the thing is, back then they'd only come once a year. So you, yeah, you, yeah, you'd see Parker like when it, the first year he started, he was you know just a big kid and gangly and he was tough and everything, but not. But he came back the next year and he went. He changed. I remember he changed his jersey number from three to forty four. And I mean, fortunately with Kelowna, there was a, there was a guy out there that filmed everything, so you got to see all of you got to see Scott Parker's entire junior career, yeah. which is rare for back then because most of the time there's no footage, or there'd be like some people have fights. Like I mean, I have Wade Belak footage, but it's sparse here and there. But Parker was like the one guy where you got to see every one of his junior fights, so you got to see him as a 17 year old right to when he was 19 and just killing people. But oh yeah, he was that he was the best junior fighter I ever saw. Man, that must have been a sight to see. It's fucking it's crazy to think that it's just it's just not there anymore. But and unfortunately that's that's how it is. But you know, watching all these fights, how did you get into, you know, kind of collecting fight DVDs or well not not DVDs at that point it would have been VHS. Yeah. Well um yeah, and I knew you were gonna ask me this question. I got to thinking <laughs> that was Yeah, you had to do of- your fucking homework. Yeah, a really good friend of mine, his cousin moved here and he was a big um wrestling fan. And I really and I I'm a big wrestling fan as well, but and he had all this wrestling tapes. And I remember watching I I went over to his cousin's house and borrowed some tapes. And I just saw he had one thing that just said hockey fights. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And uh so I put it in like I'd borrowed it from him and brought it home and put it in and I don't know where he got it from, but it was just an assortment of 80s hockey fights. For whatever reason, I mean, I'd obviously seen fights and everything, but it was just more, I guess I was at that age because I was probably 14. Yeah, yeah. it would have been, yeah, it would have been about grade eight, grade eight or grade nine. And it was like, holy shit, like this is awesome. And, <laughs> and, and I, I'm like, do you have any more of these? And he, and he had a couple more. And I remember that. And then, and it was funny enough, in the back of the hockey news, young people will really not believe this, but in the back of the hockey news at the time, they had classifieds. I love and this shit. Guys, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. And there was guys selling hockey fight tapes. So, again, we didn't have center ice or satellite or anything. So, I, I remember I wrote away to this guy, Nicky Bavonia, and he had a, he sent me a catalog. And I got it back, and he was from the States. He's in New York. And I remember he sent it to me. And he had all these assorted tapes, but it was all American teams. And you had never seen these people. Like, who the fuck is Bob Probert and Joey Koser? <laughs> like, 
I mean, I knew who they were, but you'd never, outside of the occasional news highlight or the Don Cherry Rock'em Sock'em video, yeah. you never saw Robert fight. It sounds so it sounds it sounds so archaic now because you just go onto YouTube and see everything he's ever done, but it was like back then you didn't unless he fought someone on a Canadian team on Hockey Night in Canada. So I mean he fought Wendell a bunch of times. So I mean you saw him then, but I mean, like I never saw him fight Craig Berube in Philadelphia. Yeah. Like how would I, how would I ever see that? You know. So so I I remember getting the Bruce Brothers tape and I'm God damn I remember it was like. 40 bucks American or something. It was ridiculous. I got it for Christmas. I made my mom buy it for me for Christmas. <laughs> oh, fuck. One thing on your Christmas list that you had to have was the Bruce Brothers tape. And she had no, I like, she's like, Oh, she's I probably like, what the fuck is this? Oh yeah. And it was just like, I have to send a money order to what? <laughs> so it was just like, just you get it and I'll give you the money. You know, that's why I bought my own Christmas present. Right. And it was Bruce Brothers tape. Yeah. That was the first tape. But uh, well, I was, was going to ask too. I was going to ask what your first tape is, but yeah, uh, you did well, your homework here. That was the first tape I ever bought. Yeah, the videotape that I that I ever saw. Oh, I, and I laughed because my buddy Mike, who lives out in Edmonton to this day, um, him and I, we we watched that. Well, it probably wasn't my first. I will say it was my favorite. I know that was a question on your thing to what was my favorite fight tape it was a it was an early 90s assorted fight tape and i can remember the very first fight was kimball versus baruby <laughs> and then i remember I had talk it against tenority and it was like i can i can literally remember the fight now and i remember the tape was about 35 minutes and i can almost remember every fight right in a row and my buddies and I, we watched that tape until the reels. I was about to say off. you just ran the fucking reels off the damn thing. Oh yeah, yeah, and and you'd remember what the announcers would say, and they every once in a while they'd have some whatever. And so when we were playing shinny or hockey or whatever, we'd recite one of the lines or something. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, we used to make fun of the Bruins guy Sanderson because Jay the Miller. Always, oh, he just always wanted to play hockey. Yeah. He's not out here to fight, but, you know, <laughs> that's all Shane Trill is out there to do. You know, just shit like that. Yeah, of course. Um, to this day, when I phone my buddy, we'll be talking. And out of the blue, he'll throw out some line about, well, you're just here to play hockey, aren't you? Just shit like that. <laughs> oh, and, fuck, man. That's great. But it all came from this fight tape. Oh, of and, course. And I, I eventually found, I thought I lost it, but I had found it. And I, I uh, converted it to a DVD. And one Christmas, I sent it to my friend Mike out in Edmonton, who probably hadn't watched it in a decade. And I just sent him a blank DVD. I didn't put anything written on it or anything. I just sent it to him. Right. Just put like a little sticky note that said, play me. And he's like, what? He put it in. And of course, the first thing he sees is Kimball and Baruby. And he just started laughing. Oh, yeah. For and sure. I, he watched that like five times that Christmas morning. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I grew up watching that shit. And it was just like, that was our. Graceland was watching that and it was uh and it just grew from there and then uh once I got once the internet kind of came around and I got on a computer in the late 90s I found a fight message board and then I just couldn't believe there was there other who's out there oh, there's other idiots out here and and these guys have fight tapes too right and, and then like a million tapes compared to my four you know and it was like holy shit you know and then just started trading, and uh, yeah, so you trade, and it was expensive, man. Those VHS tapes were expensive mm -hmm. back then, and uh, 
yeah, we just did that, and I just grew my collection, and it was, uh, and then you just ended up talking to fellow fight fans, and uh, it just kind of grew from there. Fuck, man. <laughs> you know, even though we have all the access now, and it's great, even though they don't fight anymore, which kind of fucking sucks, because we have all the technology for it, <laughs> but they don't even fucking do it no more. It's that technology was around when I was watching the Western Hockey League in the 90s, yeah. Um. I, I feel like it's almost it was probably almost more fun to do it back then because you didn't it made it that much more rewarding when you got it, you know, or not not more. That's not the right word. Uh, probably like more exciting when you got it because you're like, oh, fuck, you know, I never I never seen this team before. Like, let's pop this fucking shit in. And you're like, holy fuck, here's so and so from the East Coast League that you never had seen before in your life. So it's almost like it, it seemed like it was. I don't know. I don't know how the fuck. I don't know how to describe it. I'm right. Probably too much fucking whiskey at this point, but um, like I said, I oh, guess I'm rewarding. I'm just checking my shorts as my wife just scared the living <laughs> shit out of me. I, she was out and she just came home, and all of a sudden she turned the light on right when I was sitting here, and I just jumped halfway <laughs> through your question. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. That's um, okay. Sometimes the dog will come out and he'll come over here, and I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> I don't see him come by because I'm, lo- of course, I'm looking at the screen to make sure everything's still recording and all that bullshit. Uh, so I completely lost what question you just asked me. Sorry, oh, I fucking man. forget. I'm too much fucking whiskey. But anyway, I'll go to. I'll, we got a fucking list here. Like I said, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to three of the questions, and we're just gonna get derailed to whatever fucking else there is. Um, yeah. So out of all the fight DVDs and enforcer videos that you've watched and everything like that, what what would you have to say is your favorite hockey fight of all time? Um. Okay, I didn't actually see that question on your thing. So maybe you didn't do the homework, damn it. Well, I did, but I missed that one. But it was, um, well, I couldn't read your bloody writing. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, it was chicken scratch, man. I told you. I'm sorry. I was, I'm at work doing that shit, so I'm trying not to make sure it looks like I'm like not fucking off too hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. So I hear real you. Quick. I'm a government worker. I know how to hide shit. Believe yeah. me. Look, is he at work? Um <laughs> Uh, well, see, there's different fights for different reasons. Like, they might not be the best, most punches thrown or anything like that. I, right. You know, sometimes it's just... I can remember the first fight that probably ever got me really hooked onto like, like watching hockey fight tapes was there was a fight between Shane Churla and Kevin Maguire when Churla's playing for Hartford and Maguire's in Toronto. I saw that on the very first fight tape I ever watched, and it's a toe-to-toe... Not for very long, for about ten seconds, but they just—it's just ridiculous. They just pound, just punch oh, each other straight. Punch, yeah, punch in the face contest. Yeah, I'd never seen anyone fight like that before. I had since gone on to see lots of fights like that, but at the time, most of it was wrestling, blah blah blah. But I'd right. never seen anybody fight like that before, and it was like—I remember, I, and even like non, even my non-hockey friends, I play them that fight, and they'd be just, "What the fuck?" You know? Yeah. Hey, rewind, yeah, fucking rewind crazy. that. Oh, yeah, rewind that again. Because the fight was only like 15 seconds long. But it was like, that was probably the thing that got me hooked into hockey fights. Right. But, and then, of course, everybody's going, oh, Ken Tasker, Trevor San. I mean, that's awesome. Of course, um, classic. Well, it's fuck, it's yeah. in the intro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Bossy, Morasti, those ones. The saga. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Probert been in a bunch. And, you know, I, I mean, eh, if somebody said, well, Mel Engelstad versus Darcy Hortichuk. Oh, those are good too. 
Yeah, because that in their first one, they, they were both good fights, but the first one especially, it was opening night. That was Darcy Hordachuk's first professional fight. And it was like, and I know both those guys. So it was like, yeah. I can remember the buzz. I remember somebody telling, you got to see the fight. You got to see the fight. And I remember getting, it took a long time for the video. I remember getting the video from someone. It was hard to find. But somebody knew a guy at the Moose and blah, blah, blah. And eventually he got it. And and uh, when I saw that, I was like, holy shit. But, I mean, I had seen Hordachuk for like the three or the two or three years. He, I don't know how long he was here. Two years? Three years. Anyway, he was probably one of my favorite blades of all. Well, he, he might have been. He was one of my favorite blades of oh, all time. I mean, one of my questions was, what was your favorite blades player? But there you go. Yeah. Well, Kaminsky, Kevin Kaminsky. Uh, I, ju- I actually just posted Kaminsky's like alumni game brawl with May, and it was supposed to be like a fake fight, just to, you know for fun. And apparently, somebody connected, and it got real really fast. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Remind me to come back. I have a funny story about that too, uh, something like that. But it was um, yeah, Kevin Kaminsky, because that's the other thing people like that when he played for the Blades, that guy was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like 30, 30 goals, like thirty fights. He was unbelievable, and he was just a little bastard, and he'd run around, and and he was, but he was a really good player. But I can remember sitting with my buddy at tryouts, and the Blades had a really, they were looking for a tough guy at the time, and so we went to tryouts, and I'm sitting there with him up in the stands, it's just some nondescript local rink, and the Blades are playing white versus black, and there's this kid running around, hitting everything. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I say to him, he goes, awesome, Hordachuk, he played in the junior a last year we're really looking at him though he's supposed to be pretty tough and at back then at those tryouts i mean you'd drop your gloves you'd fight you'd pick your gloves up and keep playing like there was no go oh, sit for five minutes yeah. you're allowed three and you get kicked out like Hordachuk probably fought six times that day when we were there That's and it was just like and i'm like Oh, I'm like, God damn, I, I, who is this? I love him and sign him. Well, you know, I'm like, sorry, to inter- sorry to interrupt, but it's just crazy to think about that with like, that's how many fights the Leafs had all season with six fights. And that guy did it <laughs> in like in one, in one scrimmage. Yeah. yeah. Well, and now they at scrimmage, they're not allowed to fight. There's like a no fight and camp rule. Ugh. Like, it's just ridiculous. Oh, I can remember going there and sometimes it got ridiculous. Like I can remember like you'd go and there'd be literally 20 fights <laughs> until finally the rep, their coach would come out and be like, okay, no more. Like, you're like, done. Uh, like, like let's maybe play with the little black thing that's rolling around <laughs> out here. Like, cause that was the thing. They, like the players would break them up. Everybody yeah. picked their shit up and keep playing. But inevitably some guy trying to make the team would run a vet, which would piss everyone off. Of and now they, that guy, have to, he'd have to fight three times now against the other veterans. But, yeah, so Hordachuk was trying to make the team, and he ran around and hit everybody. And uh, from then, that was sort of when I, uh, I'm i like, oh, I'm digging this dude. And he made the team, and uh, for the next two years, I mean, he was a Super Bowl running around hitting everybody and fighting, and, and he took on everyone, and he was great. I love Darcy Hordachuk. And he's a nice guy. Met him a bunch of times. He's a good dude. Those fucking those Anglestead fights he had were were awesome, and I, I mean, who can blame you for thinking that that's the? Uh, well, I mean, that's your favorite fight. I don't know if I even can narrow mine down. I know the very first hockey fight video I ever watched was Tasker versus Sen. I had just searched hockey fight on you. It was when like YouTube had been around for like a couple months, maybe it was it was not popular at all. 
and I had searched hockey fight, and it was a compilation of a few hockey fights and some big ass hits and you know open ice checks and everything. But Tasker versus Sen was the opening like scene to that video, and I, I you know it used to it was still on YouTube, but I don't think it's on there anymore. It was on there like a year ago because I searched it or I searched it just to see if it was on there, and it was, but I don't think it's there anymore. But anyway, that was the very first hockey fight I remember watching on YouTube. And I remember looking at that like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. And I think I was maybe like seven. And I wasn't quite allowed to like use the computer by myself because obviously it's the internet. It's brand fucking new back then. Yep. Yep. And so I had an older friend who was probably about three years older than me. And he was allowed to, you know, go on for computer games, but we'd secretly, like, you know, sneak onto YouTube and look up fucking bullshit. And sure enough, there we are looking up hockey fights, and that was the very first video we watched. And I won't say I was hooked since then because I was so young, but I remember I was always drawn towards fights. But I, like I yeah. said, I don't know if I could ever, ever really put a put a finger on who the favorite fight is. I think it, maybe if I had to pick one, I think it's I think it's Morasty and Bosse round four. Where Morasti has like the slight edge, and they're both bleeding from their faces, like screaming yeah. at each other at the end, and they just let go. But that was—I think that's that's probably my favorite one. That those—that's those series. Those are probably the most vicious fights. Oh my god! I've ever like, especially. Um, and I wish he was still around. I wish Eric was still around because he, like I said, he mic'd everything up and had, and he filmed the games himself, and he was right down there. And I can remember him sending me video, and it's like he's literally 15 feet away from the fight filming oh. it, and he, had, and he had a really good cam, like he had a high-end camera and all that shit, so you could hear Cut, it all. Cutting edge 360p back in 2007. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, like his camera was like the size of a Yugo, right? Like right. yeah, but it was like just oh. like that's all you like that's all you heard, and it was just like ridiculous, and they're just like grunting, and it was just like just plant your blades and punch each other in the face. And it was like, I'd never to this day. I don't know why actually Morasti fought him like that. I don't like, I don't know what he was trying to do, but cause I'm like, if John had just kind of spun him, he would have won. I always said, like, if you got Morasti, if you got boss, moving, cause he wasn't that strong on his skates. It yeah. was like, you could probably like, cause Tyler lot, like everybody thinks bossy, like never lost a fight or anything. He did. He didn't lose many, but I remember Tyler Lawson r- really giving it to him because he would spin him yeah. and he would make him move. And it was like, I always, like, I remember telling a couple of, I'm like, why does John just stand there? Like, why doesn't he move him and like kind of spin him a little bit and whatever? I mean, it's always easy to say that while you're sitting on your couch, yeah. but I mean, but it was just like, I didn't understand the whole, just, I'm going to punch you with, you punch me. And like, I mean, you're, I mean, for as hard as Morasti hit, I think Bossy hit a lot harder and it was like, but those fights were unbelievable. Oh, man. Well, so the most popular video I ever posted on Twitter was that Moraste Dube fight where they're knocked, or not knocked, uh, they're mic'd up. Oh, well, that's Eric's video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I wish there was more out there of it because it was fucking awesome. And, of course, you get the occasional fucking idiot like, oh, this is fucking stupid. And uh, blah, 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 LNH is just a fucking retard league and whatever. But. Yeah, but yet here you are clicking on the video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here, here you are. I remember, like, even on my YouTube page, they'll leave comments, and it's just like, then why did you click on it? Oh, I love the oh, ones on your uh, the, the black and blue competition. Oh, that was unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> and so I move a lot, but even like McSorley. Oh, he's a piece of shit. Well, okay. then what would you watch it? 
Right. Like, I, I don't like Justin Bieber, so I don't click on his videos. I've had that on the Facebook group a couple times. And it'll be LNH. Well, I like when a hockey fight happens, but not when it's, like, staged like this. Well, I don't like using the term staged. But, obviously, they're they're probably pre-planned in the LNH because, well, like you said, it's comparing apples and oranges because it's like a WWF clip to NHL. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't, when, like, people are using... You can't use the LNAH as an example for anything. No, because it's a, it's in a whole fucking different universe. Well, and that was and but that was the point of the LNAH. Right. It was like, I mean, unfortunately now they're trying to be legit and whatever. I mean, it's like, well, okay, but I mean, back in the day, that was the gimmick. It was like, okay, every team's gonna have fifteen guys. They're all gonna line up and fight. It's gonna be a goof show. And then once they're done, we'll play with the little black thing. It was a fight first, hockey second kind of league. Yeah, and that's, and, a four, and you know whatever. And I mean that's the and that's how they sold it. And and it was different because it, when you're in Quebec, there's a million junior teams around: junior A, junior B, yeah. junior C, major junior. The hell, the Montreal Canadiens are there. I mean, so you got to do something. Like if everyone's opening up burgers, why are you going to open up a burger stand? No, you're going to open up a chicken stand. Right. Be different. And that's what the LNAH was. It was a different outlet. Like, so, and I can understand why people don't like it for sure. Oh, I understand too. But I think people watch that chiefs movie or they go on YouTube and watch Morasti Bosse and they just think that's what it is. And yeah, that's what was promoted. But when they decided to play, there was really good talent in that league. Right. Like there was, it was at least East coast league level talent. Oh yeah. And even Mayran said that on your interview with him. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, like once, like, yeah, Eric Fee, like, because that was the thing. A lot of the French guys that were over in Europe playing came home because now they could live at home, have a regular job, get on with life, maybe go to school or do whatever, and then at night, twice a week, get paid $1,000 a week to go play hockey. Right. So that's how the LNAH grew because all of a sudden you got these really rich owners and it became the Mr. Burns thing. Oh, my power plant will beat your power plant. Oh, care to make a wager? Okay. And that's what the LNAH became. It became hired guns. So you had dudes making a pot. Like, you had the Laval Chiefs with a million-dollar payroll that one year. <laughs> you had Donald Brashear making $400,000 to play yeah. in the LNAH. Like, everybody's like, oh, why would they go play in the LNAH? Well, because, like, John Morasti was making 2500 a week. That's why he went. Or, oh, no, but he should play in the in the American League for 900 well, right. seriously, like, why do you think he's there? Like, yeah. You know, and, and so they just threw money at all these guys. So that's how they got a lot of big name guys. And it's like, I don't, you know, but at the same time, you had to earn it. You weren't going to just oh, coast yeah. through. Well, that's, you know? what, that's my thing with it, too, is people will sit there and shit on the league and call it, you know, this is a league, a bunch of goons or idiots or pussies. Well, OK, what, call them whatever you want. You know, you fucking idiot. But you can't deny that these dudes were still out there fucking throwing down. To call it staged is stupid. I could, I would certainly agree with it was a planned fight. Now, certainly not all fights in that league were planned, obviously. But a lot of them were agreeing of, hey, I'll fight you, you fight me. This is what we're here to do, obviously. Put on a little show and put on a pageantry for it before the, uh, you know, the square mm-hmm. off leading up. But you can't take anything away from it. And Mayran said it in your interview as well. It was literally like fucking gladiators. You can't take away from what the dudes actually did. They were still putting their well-being on the line. I promise you, every KO and every punch wasn't staged. So well, That's why I always laugh at these people. It's like, oh, well, so, like, when Marasty did that in Syracuse, it was fine because it was the American League. 
Yeah, exactly. But all of a sudden, no, if he does it in the Quebec League, he's a dummy. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like, it was, you know, eh. But, I mean, it, it was, yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I can understand where people are coming from. Right, I exactly. I, I understand I why people have a distaste for it because it's not sure. It's not like the traditional hockey. Obviously, it was a fight first, hockey second yep. kind of league. Totally understand yep. why people don't like that. However, don't sit there and call these dudes pussies or bitches just for playing in the league. That's no. They were earning their fucking money. They knew what they were there to do. They willingly did it. Quit being fucking stupid. Well, yeah. Well, at that at that, there's just I find with the Quebec League and even with players you know, that never went there or whatever. There's a lot of ignorance about the league. Right. Like, cause they see the YouTube videos and all the goofy shit and the brawls. And then a lot of it got out of hand and without a doubt, or they watch the chiefs movie and it's like, well, I'm not going there. I'm not living in a rink and all that. Well, they did that. Then they, towards the, they weren't in Oh five Oh six. They had apartments and normal lives. They weren't just living in the rink. That was an extreme case. Right. But, uh, but they watched the documentary and see all that. And, you know, they just think that's how it is. And, and I mean, there were certainly characters in the league and, and, uh, and that league, unfortunately, without a doubt, swallowed up some guys and, and guys had issues and with drinking and drugs and yeah, mixing with the crowd and yet dudes working for certain outlets that weren't good and, uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. And it caught up to some of them. And, uh, you had, but, a, you had a little bit of a uh, extra pre-workout before the game. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 you know, and uh, you know, and it certainly had. It was a wild west, and and I mean, in the future, I'm sure you'll have guests on just as I will, and they'll throw out a few LNAH stories, and uh, and I have lots, and it's uh, you know, and some I won't share on the podcast, but it was uh, it was definitely the wild west, without a doubt. It might be a little bit more known in the LNH, but who's to say, you know, st- some of that shit didn't happen in the NHL. Obviously, stuff with, like, gangs and shit like that probably didn't happen, but the little uh, the pre-workout type of shit, you know, who's to say it didn't happen there? You know, steroids, as some people like oh, to sure. say. absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, Anything sure. to gain an edge. I, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, you, I, you know, I'm going to go and fight in front of 20,000 people. You're fighting and for a job. Gonna, yeah, and, uh, and my health is on the line i'm gonna take any advantage i can get you're damn right and and and, i mean and the window for these guys to make money is really small and uh i mean i'm I'm not gonna sit on a moral high horse and uh, uh, because i've never been in their position i would probably because everybody oh oh, tony twist is just on roids yeah yeah like like he was the only one to ever take them are you serious oh and the same well the same dude saying that are huge probert fans and you know it it openly stated that probert was on steroids too you know it just came out yeah the the tough guy documentary but you know there's there was tons of dudes on roid i knew guys yeah even even the finesse guys were on it man (laughs) sure well, hey, that's, you know, your window to make money is very Damn small. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're going to do what you, and I don't blame these guys. Fuck no. You know, no. So, I mean, I'm certainly not going to point fingers at them. I mean, you know, I, if you can get away with it, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't see why not. I, fuck, man, even, you know, probably shouldn't be saying this on here, but even my, a couple of my buddies and I were debating doing some shit while we were in the military. I mean, fuck it. If it's going to help us in combat, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that's your life on the line damn right yeah, yeah. exactly um well one thing i kind of laugh at too and i know you don't like the term either and i don't like the term is the staged fight you know the uh 
the whole, oh, that fight was staged or, you know, this is stupid because it's not organically coming from the game. I, I laugh at that because some of the same people that say the fights were staged are the same people who they praise Bob Probert. And, you know, not, I'm not saying anything against Bob Probert or anything like that. Obviously, Probert, greatest fucking enforcer of all time. You can't deny that. Um, however, are we going to pretend like the the Probert versus Domi round two wasn't, you know, quote unquote staged, as they like to say? Well, yeah. I mean, well, first of all, stage is a media-created term. Oh, exactly. It's, because it I can tell you, growing up in the 80s and 90s, I never heard anyone say that. Funny enough, I never heard anyone talk about the code either. Yeah. Um, that That's become a whole new deal. But um, uh, the it would always bug me, because every once in a while you'd watch fights and stuff, and you'd hear the announcer, well, I don't know what they're fighting. What They, they don't even have time to get mad at each other. Well, how do you know? Exactly. Like, you're not down on the ice. Yep. How do you know the guy didn't spear him in the nuts on the last road trip? Like, that's the thing. And these fans, that well, that fight didn't mean anything. Well, again, how do you know? You're not on the bench. Right. Anybody who's played a sport, competitive sport, knows there's a game within a game. Yep. And in the NHL or any level of sports, there is shit going on that the fans and the crowd don't see. Even if you're sitting three rows back. You're not there. You're not there. You're yeah. not. And this guy might go in the dressing room. You see what that motherfucker did? Blah blah blah, or whatever. You're not. You're not privy to it. You don't know anything about it. Whatever. So what might appear to you as staged, that shit's been brewing for two months. Right. Now again, are some things pre? Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. Again, they're premeditated and preplanned. Yeah. Sure. Again, everything in life isn't perfect. I mean, sometimes it does happen, but. There is so much shit going on, a game within a game, that, and I, and a lot of these people, ah, it's just the same thing. And the, even the announcers, well, they're sitting up in a press box. How would they know? They don't know what's going on on the bench right. or, you know, and it's like, oh, the announcer said, well, okay, well, what is he? He's, he's as engaged as you are. You're sitting there watching the same thing. All he's doing is watching a monitor, too. Right. So he's watching the same thing you're watching. So he, what do you know what's involved? Like, if you're not down on the ice surface. You don't know what's happening. There's lots of shit going on that the fans don't get to, that the fans don't see. Right. So that's that's what's always bothered me about the stage thing, and and then plus the the, the terminology sort of, I mean whatever we're you know picking the fly shit out of the pepper at this point. I mean you know whatever. But it's semantics, I guess. But staged always seems like it's not, somehow it's like not real. Yeah, or it's, it's like kind of WWE. That, or, yeah, exactly. It's it's that, got a pro wrestling term. vibe to it. It's right. Like, like I mean, even in the LNH where they set up, well, okay, yeah, they were, but those punches were real. Right, and that, that the dude laying out on the ice with the trainer tending to him was knocked the fuck yeah. out. He wasn't fake. Yeah. I mean, they said beforehand that we're going. Okay, that was set up. But, yeah, there was nothing set up about the punches. So, eh, you know. But, again, all these terms just are recent. I never heard that all my life in hockey. I never heard that term. I actually, yeah, I I never heard of a staged fight until I was on Twitter. (laughs) To be completely honest. Yeah, like I'd never heard about that. And the same thing with the, uh, oh, what was the, oh, the code. I'd, I'd, in all my, growing up playing, watching, I never heard anybody talk about the code. I don't. What is this code thing? I always say some guy wrote a book in the early 2000s, and all of a sudden everybody just grasped 
grasps it like it's the fucking gospel. Oh, like, God, yeah. it's been around forever. And I think a lot of times, and even with fight fans and followers I've talked to, I mean, players, some players even, like, talk like that shit. And it's all respect. And what, what do you, <laughs> what, what, why? He's on the other team. Yeah. Why do you give a shit about him? I don't, why? why? I don't under, well, I'm not saying he'll bounce his head off the ice or anything like that or knee him in the nuts. I'm not, you know, whatever. But, I, I mean, all the time I ever grew up in sports, I didn't give a fuck about whoever was on the other team. Fuck no. I wasn't, hel- I wasn't helping them up and doing bum taps and, like, who gives a shit? Now, if I saw you out in the parking lot, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to run you over in my car now. Yeah. It wasn't anything like that. But at the, and at the end of the day, I shook your hand at the end of the game and good game and life goes on. But during the game, I hated that motherfucker. Yeah, I wasn't going to. No. Yeah. So I, I've never understood this. Oh, he hit him when he was down. Yeah. yeah well, whatever. Well, have you, so, well, the same people who say that, have you ever been in a fight before? Do you know how much adrenaline you have when you're. Well, did yeah. he did he mean to hit him when he's going down? Probably fucking not. No, maybe if he did some bullshit on the ice, yeah, he meant to fucking hit him when he's down. But if it was just you know, uh, let's get some momentum going, and he happened to throw an extra swing, do you know how much adrenaline and shit you have going through your body during a fight? Probably not because they've never been in a fight before. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. Well, and if he did, so what? Yeah. You don't. Well, does you it don't affect like, you? Well, if you don't like it, do something about it then. Right. <laughs> you know, if, that's what I always liked about Bugard. I remember Bugard doing an interview one time, and I think it was a, like it was a late game. It was Minnesota against like the the Canucks. I remember Minnesota blew them out, and they had Bugard was out like every second shift in the third period, and he was like taking runs at the Sedines and shit. <laughs> and then after the game, they were talking to him, and they're like, "Oh." Vancouver's mad at you or something like that. And he's like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Yep. Do something with yep. that. Okay. <laughs> and it was like no one had ever said that before. And they just like, oh, what? Like, but it was like, seriously? Like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, I'm I'm so – I remember he called the Sadines like pinky in the brain or something <laughs> like that. He was making fun of them. And it was just always like the greatest interview I ever heard. I remember like after that, I'm like, I'm the hugest Derek Bugard fan. Because finally someone's like, yeah, well, who gives a shit? If Vancouver's yeah. so pissed off about it, come and deal with me then. Exactly. Even now, like these, some of these players, they just get this, well, they're on this line, so I can't hit them. I just hit my guys, my fourth line guys. Well, what? what's the point? Like, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, this whole code thing is just ridiculous. I, if there's one thing I can't stand is, did he say sorry for hitting him? Why the fuck would he say sorry? You're, yeah. Why? <laughs> like... When you when you sign up for a contact sport, you're agreeing to consented assault or consented battery, yes. Whatever the case may be, why the fuck do I have to say sorry for hitting somebody? Does it suck he got hurt? Yes, but do I have to? Say, no, I'm not gonna fucking say sorry. Yeah, well, I remember someone losing their mind over Tom Wilson not apologizing for something. I'm like, well, why should he? He hit the guy cutting across the middle. Oh well, like he got hurt. Like now, did he want to hurt the guy? No, no one wants to hurt anybody. But right. at the same time, it's like, hey, you cut across the middle with your head down. Well, motherfucker, you get what you get then. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay. Because he didn't hit him with like an elbow in the lips or anything. It was just, it was a clean hit, but the dude wasn't watching his shit. And it was just, it was shoulder to shoulder, and the guy, but the guy got laid out. But it was just like, well, don't watch your pass. Exactly. It's like everybody now has to say sorry for some reason. I don't know when this started becoming a thing. Maybe, after, maybe after Bertuzzi and Steve Moore. But I mean, obviously that was that was a little taken out of context compared to what 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 people expect f- 
players to say sorry for now. It's like any anything you do. Oh, fuck, you trip a guy. You have to say sorry all of a sudden. Why? It's part of the fucking game. Get over it. Yeah. No, don't even get me going about Bertuzzi and more. I don't even... <laughs> Oh, we'll be here for another two hours. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, Steve, Steve Moore brought that whole thing on himself. Oh, absolutely, he did. 100%. And I, I mean, for a minute and a half, Bertuzzi told you what he was gonna do. I oh, mean, all yeah. you all you had to do was fight him, and you'd still be—you wouldn't have a broken neck, and you'd still be playing. But you just—I don't know what you were trying to do. Draw a call in a nine-one game, like, right? I don't know. He told you he was gonna do it. Like everybody said, oh, he suckered him. How is it a sucker job when you tell the guy you're going to do it? Literally, all he had to do was probably just drop the gloves and hang on, and it would have been yeah. fine. Everything would have been perfectly fine. Bertuzzi can't fight anyway. Has no. anybody ever Bertuzzi fight? He's a punching bag. I mean, he's a big dude, but I mean, oh, shit, you're strong enough. Christ, if you're going to fight anybody, just if you don't want to fight, grab their arms. You're strong enough. You just wrestle with them, and the linesman will break it up in 13 seconds, and life goes on. I don't know. Everybody talks like, oh, he didn't need to... Oh, he did. He doesn't have to fight. All oh, these guys are. If you grab a guy right at the by his biceps at the at the crook of his arm, if you latch onto a dude there, he ain't doing nothing to you. Right. It doesn't matter if it's Tony Twist or Bob Probert. If you get a good enough grab on him, they can't do anything to you. And the linesmen are going to come in and break it up right away. Exactly. So when everybody talks like all of a sudden, oh, if you end up in a fight, it's going to be Tasker and San or something. <laughs> well, yeah, if you grab him in the middle of the jersey, it's going to be. Yeah, if you grab him right at the collar of it. Yeah, but all Murray had to do was seatbelt Bertuzzi. The refs would have got in right away and life goes on. But instead, it's 9-1 and I don't know what you, I don't know what Moore thought he was going to do. Now, and I can understand Bertuzzi, you're like he ran your buddy. That's what everybody forgets. Moore put out Naslin with a concussion with a Oh fuck he, yeah, ran his teeth out of the fucking boards. Yeah, and at the time Moore was just a nobody and you just ran the top player on the team out of nowhere, blindsided him. Everybody forgets that part of the story. Yeah. So like, yeah, okay, motherfucker, you're gonna get it. So they told you you were gonna get it. Yeah, he fought in the first period against Matt Cook and everybody well, that should be good enough. No, Steve Moore may as well have put his boxing gloves on. I'm fighting three times tonight, and I'm going to get this shit over with. That's just the way it is. And so when Bertuzzi comes out, who's Naslin's best friend, it's to top it all off, you're blowing him out, too. It's like 9-1 or something. This guy's lining up beside you like, I'm going to kill you, and you're just going to, oh, I'm not going to pay attention. Like, you're a moron. <laughs> so I don't know what he was trying to do. Now, then everybody, well, he shouldn't have done it. Well, if your best friend got laid out with a concussion and the guy that you want to kill doesn't want to fight you and is trying to skate away from you, what are you going to do? Right. You're going to snap and punch the shit out of him too, which is exactly what Bertuzzi did. Yes, he did. And unfortunately, like like if somebody, like Bertuzzi wasn't trying to break his neck. Like, you know. No, he was just, of course not. He was just trying to just fucking stop. give him one. Yeah, like I'm trying to fight you straight up, and you don't want to fight me. Yeah, fuck you. You're not getting out of this. I'm. We're fighting. And okay, you're gonna try. Here, bitch. Here's a glove for you. And, he, <laughs> and that's what you get. And unfortunately, it had a shitty result. Yeah, but the pile up on them and everything. Like had to do with drop the gloves, and none of that would have happened. Right. Well, it's like that same thing with. Uh, oh fuck! Who was it earlier this year? Was it Domi and Ekblad? Was that it? Yes. Yes. Oh, well, Domi's sitting there telling Ekblad exactly what's going to happen for 30 seconds before it happens. And Punched I was, him in the face twice with his glove on. Yeah, oh, suddenly it's a sucker punch. Well, no, yeah. he told him what was going to happen. 
And aren't you taxing the very definition of the word sucker punch? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, I'm going to do it. Oh, well, I liked everybody afterwards too. How, uh, oh, well, retribution will be had and not a fucking thing happened at the very next game they played. Shocker. So Ekblad comes on the news there with his two black eyes and his little, oh, I'm, there'll be retribution. Oh yeah. I can remember a follower of mine saying that. Oh, and, you know he's got the calendar circled. I said, there, you're going to hear a most piss on cotton in that ring. <laughs> and he wanted, I said, I should have bet you. Because the next two, they played twice after that. Yeah, I'd have bet my next fucking paycheck. No shit was oh, going to happen What's for that. Gonna be, Eckblad ain't going to do shit. Oh, fuck. No, he wasn't. And nothing <laughs> happened. Yeah. But oh, I remember he, fuck. Oh, Eckblad's going to get him. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. All right, man. Well, fuck. I got one more for you, man. We're running on a fucking almost two hours here. Do I? I don't really give a shit, but I mean, we're. I'm a I fucking, can do this all man. Yeah, yeah, I'm already through the bottle of Crown. I'm onto the next bottle of whiskey, so we're fucking. We're rolling here. Um, but if you had to pick a favorite enforcer of all time, who's it got to be, man? Wow. I mean, I, I guess. The, <laughs> you the almost got you stumped there. Well, no, I mean, the easy answer for everyone's Probert, right? I yeah. mean, that's sort of the default answer, but I mean, that's kind of lame. I mean, well, I mean, it would that's be That's not mine. My top three, my, Probert's not in my top three for my favorites. Really? really? Um. Well, okay, we'll put it this. So if I had to say top five enforcers of all time, we'll, yep. put, we'll do that. Now, not like the best or anything, but my of five. Of course, yeah, your, your opinion. Everybody out there, this, he's not he's not solidifying these these five guys as the best of all time. This is... His favorite list, because yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah. Like, everybody misconstrues this concept for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I'm because I'm going to throw minor league guys in there too. But it's oh, and like, some guys gonna be like, "Who the fuck is this guy? Why didn't you throw Parker in there?" Well, Parker is in there. Over um, <laughs> Twist, Parker, yep, Rock Thompson, and Mel Engelstad would be my five. You're five. And, if I, right. and then Morasti would be six. Oh, Morasti got snubbed in the top five. See, Morasti's my third. Well, oh, for sure. I mean, you know, it's interchangeable. I mean. Yeah. I like I said, if you ask me on fucking Wednesday next week, it'll change. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You know, and if, like, if I'm watching footage that night, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, this guy. But, I mean, if I'm watching old Quebec LNH stuff, it's like, well, I got to get my boy Curtis Swanson in there. Right. You know. And, uh, you know, because I love Swanee. He's a nice guy. There's a guy. I got to get him on my show. Fuck, dude, gets, um, he's on Facebook, man. Contact him. Swanee's on Facebook. I'm sure he'll fucking be down to come on. I know he is. No, I've talked to him. Yeah, he runs a he, he's a welder. He runs his own welding company. Knuckle Busters Welding for anybody out there if you're in Grand Prairie. <laughs> That's only fitting. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you get into 70 fights and not lead the league in fights? <laughs> <laughs> Because the guy, the other guy had seventy five. Right. You know, it's only the classic. Only in the LNH. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have some, oh, I gotta get Swanee on because I I know his history, and because if it wasn't for my buddy Swanee, never be playing. But oh, the story of him starting in junior is hilarious. Um. Anyway, but no, Swanson would be in there. Morasti'd be in there. Um. I mean, how do you? 
it's hard to label anything. It's oh, yeah, my favorite. Of like, like I said, it, it changes every fucking day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. So, I mean, obviously Mel, just from knowing him and personal contact with him, I mean, but I mean, anybody who's ever watched, I mean, I don't think there's ever, I don't think you'll find a boring Mel Engelstad fight. That just doesn't exist. Exactly. It's um, like the same with Morasty. You just don't find a boring Morasty fight. Exactly. And, uh, you know, Probert, same, you know, and, and twist and I think twist was, you know, cause again, Sastoon boy, you know, or blade, Oh, he's from BC, but I mean, he was a blade, Sastoon blade. And, you know, but I always liked twist attitude just cause he was there to hurt you. And there was no bum taps and bro hugs. And it was like, I'm going to try to kill you. And, and that's what he tried to do. And I, I always respected twist for that. I was, he was like the ultimate killer. That's what uh, that's what got that's what made me like twist even more was seeing that ice guard or not ice guardian yeah. um the last gladiators extra of him, and he's like you know are you are you there are you are you fighting to win or are you fighting not to lose and he's like you know I was there I was fighting to win, I'm not yeah. trying to lose, and yeah. he was like you know my mentality the next season going into St Louis was I was literally gonna hit a guy so hard I fucking kill him, and well he points it out you know as as crazy and you know as and wow does that sound that's the mentality you have to have as an enforcer and i absolutely loved that like i was probably i I think i i loved it more because i was you know i being in the military that's the mentality you kind of got to have going into if you're getting deployed or some shit you know you got to have the mentality i'm not i'm not here to get shot i'm I'm here to shoot at motherfuckers so yeah here's how it's going to go down (laughs) and he fucking laid it all out like that well yeah and it was and that's the thing and it and that's the one thing I've, um, yeah, well, that was the other thing, like, with the last, uh, uh, or the Ice Guardians, or no, god damn it, last keep messing gladiators. up, last Gladiators <laughs> Extra that I, said I put up on my YouTube page, <laughs> yeah, with the twist thing, but also the McSorley thing, it's like, Marty McSorley in that clip lays out exactly what an enforcer job is. Oh, to the T. Yeah, which is completely gone now. And if you play that clip to anybody under 25, they look at McSorley like, this guy is insane. Oh, he's a caveman. Like, because, yeah, well, and they can't wrap their heads around it because it's a different world now. Mm-hmm. It's a different mm-hmm. mindset. But back in the day, that was what it was. And it was just like, yeah, and it's... And for anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, go to my fourth line voice YouTube and type, just type in Marty McSorley experiences or go to YouTube and just type in Marty McSorley experience as an enforcer or whatever the hell I titled it as it'll come up and, uh, and play that. It's like an eight minute interview with him, but he goes through what an enforcer is. And it's just like, yeah, that that's what it is. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it, and it's funny when you listen to it now, cause it sounds complete. Well, it's completely foreign to any new fan. Oh, and, it uh, sounds barbaric today. Oh yeah! Oh, it does. It complete, and it's like, but to anybody new to the sport, they can't wrap their minds around no, it. They and don't. it's just, it's that, and it's because it's so far removed from today's game, right? That they don't get it. Like even today's players wouldn't get that. They'd oh, be like, no. what the fuck? Be like, well, I'm just here to play Fortnite and fucking Dango Snipe Sally. <laughs> exactly, and it's like, yeah, exactly, because it's like, yeah, pond hockey, and it's like, so they don't understand it, and like you can't act like that anymore. And it's and unfortunately for for Marty, for as great as career as he had, he'll always be remembered for the Brashier thing, which yeah, is unfortunate. Unfortunately. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it was a stupid thing and 
you know, whatever. I mean, he can try to justify it all he wants. It was still stupid. Yeah. I mean, I don't like Brashear. I mean, I can't stand Brashear. I understand. I I always said I I respect every fighter out there, and I still respect Brashear for doing it, but I've never been a Brashear fan, ever. (laughs) No, and I understand why. Well, I should. I understand why Marty did it. Right. But But we understand why he did it, but we're not justifying that he did it or that he took that action of hitting him in the head. Yes, correct. Yeah. And it was, um, and it's, and it's sad because it's like, well, he played 900 games before that, but you just want to dwell on this. Like the guy won three Stanley cups and turned himself. Cause when he first came up, he was just a fourth line meatball, but he turned himself into an all-star player. He led the league in plus minus one year. Like Marty turned himself into a really good player while never forgetting his role. Ever. Yeah. Well, he assisted Gretzky on his fucking, on the record-breaking goal. <laughs> yeah. And he, to this, even when he played, and he turned in, he played all the time and everything, and he was a valuable, he wasn't just a fourth-line fourth, fourth line dummy. He played regular minutes, and but he never forgot his role. And I, I love Marty McSorley. He was the, he was the, because there's one thing about, I always said there's one thing about being a good fighter it's completely different being a good enforcer. Right. That's complete. That's completely different. Because Samanko wasn't the best fighter. No, but he, he was, was a pro- good enforcer. But he was probably the best enforcer. Yep. You know? that's. I think that's what makes that's what I liked so much about Tony Twist is he was a great fighter, but he was also a really good enforcer. Hmm. I think it was uh, who was it? Uh, Bre- Brett Hole that said like you could just put a cardboard cut out of Tony Twist on the bench and nobody would fuck around that night. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. And it was uh, uh, yeah. And like I said, different world and uh, and like today's that's it's just a different game. And today's fans will never understand it. They'll never accept it because they don't. And they just oh CTE and blah blah yeah, blah. Of course. Whatever. And it's like. You know, they'll then they mention a bunch of guys and you know whatever, but you know there was there was a bunch of thousands of guys that played junior and stuff that don't have mm-hmm. anything wrong with them that fought more than anybody does today. I brought that up in the group the other day. I was like, well, we look at CT, but it was like we look at it just in the NHL. I was like, there was just I was like, there were so many more leagues like the AHL, ECHL, UHL, LNH, uh, WPHL, everything. So yeah, it, it doesn't stem well, just I, from the I, NHL, but everybody just focuses on that because it's the main stage. Well, and there's junior, junior A. Junior, yep. like my brother, my brother played junior A. He had probably had 50 fights in his career. He's fine. Exactly. So it's like, you know, but I mean, you, you do that now, like 50 fights now. I mean, that would fuck you. You know, who the fuck fights 50 times that's anymore? A, that's and, a career now of like 10 well, years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was in four. You know, so it was just <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's just a different world. And uh, right. I actually. I, I will go back to your question. When you asked me what my favorite fight was. Yep. Go ahead. It was my brother's first junior fight. Yeah. Yep. I have that on video. And, really? uh, did he, he, well, did, how did he do? He pumped the guy and it was short and quick. <laughs> but fucking it was, uh, dummied him. It was 16. They dropped their helmets and he grabbed the guy. It was funny because he grew up with the guy, like playing against him locally. And he never liked the guy. And the guy was three years older than him. But my brother was always a year ahead because he was so good. And so he was always playing against this guy, whether it be baseball or in hockey or whatever. And he never liked him. And he uh, ended up playing against him. And, 
And he was just like, I'm fighting this motherfucker tonight for sure. <laughs> and uh, they were all standing around. I can't remember what it was. It was a scrum or whatever. And my brother shoved the guy and the guy gives him the nod and they kind of break away from the pile and pop their lids. And uh, it wasn't much of a fight, but my brother caught him pretty good. I think he ended up breaking the guy's nose and uh, yeah. the guy went down and my brother gave him two more when they were down and whatever. <laughs> oh, and the code. Oh, and he's got the long hair, and he flips it back because this is like 1995. Oh, yeah. And they, but they took the helmet, spun the helmet, and everything. And uh, and he was only 16 at the time. He was like the youngest guy in the league. But it was, uh, yeah, he uh, that was, and he, and I always used to, oh, he pissed me off because I always used to tell him, hey, get your fights, get your fights on tape. Okay, nerd, whatever. And he'd always <laughs> say that shit, and he only ended up getting like five. I think I have five of his fights. Yeah. And I said, you're going to get older and you're going to be mad you never got him. Okay, geek, whatever. You know, and he never, whatever. So sure enough, fast forward 15 years later. I really wish I'd gotten my fights. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you uh, I told you. Fucking a toe so. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but I'm just the older brother. What do I know? You right. know, but uh, man, it was too bad because he fought a lot of named guys. Well, he fought Morasti and them. He fought a lot of named guys. And he had... And he was always a wide open. Hey, he wasn't a killer or anything, but I mean, back then in the '90s, when you're playing jungle A, as they called it, you didn't have any choice. It was like if you're gonna play physical, you answer your fight. Right. Yeah, there was none of this. I'm not here to fight. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't get paid to fight. Yeah, no, there was none of that. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, man, this has been a real fucking treat. I appreciate you coming on and everything like that. I mean, fuck, we've been going on for. Well, we two oh eight is what we're at right now. <laughs> two oh eight, look at that. Well, I was gonna say it. I'm like a bunch of beer, and so I'm like, I, well, like I said, I asked you during the break there. Am I rambling too much, or uh, oh no, you're good, man. Fuck, who knows if I'm rambling on too fucking much because I'm, 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 I went through the bottle of Crown. I'm on my other fucking bottle of whiskey at this point. So, <laughs> well, like I said, through my headphones, you sound very good and still very articulate. So. Uh, I don't know if it's the bunch of the beer tell talking. Yeah, it's probably but... the beer talking to you because I, I feel like I don't sound like. Well, like I said before, I, I feel like I don't I don't pronounce words right because I'm wearing headphones while I'm doing this, so I can't hear myself speak. So I almost sound like I'm fucking retarded. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> well, it's you know what's funny is like I I've now come to the point where I have to wear headphones all the time because to me it's like I I need them on because without them, I know a couple times like when I cut my introduction. On my podcast, I won't wear headphones. I'll just be yapping in the microphone. And for me, it's for some reason, it seems really weird. Yeah. So I'll just put my headphones on. Even though there's no one talking to me or anything, I'll just have them on because to me, it's more like I'm in a box now and I can Yeah, focus. even when I recorded my first, like the introduction episode, I, I did it with headphones on. And yeah. that's why I felt yeah. like I was, I was like, I might have fucked up talking here and there, but I don't know. I, I suppose I'm going to get used to it because that's the goal is trying to interview guests and everything like that. But, you know, whatever. Uh, I. You'll stop caring. Like, you won't listen to any. Like, I don't listen to any of my episodes. Oh, I don't listen. I didn't even want to listen to mine. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Cut it. Edit. We're going to run this shit. Don't give Don't care. Yeah. No, that's the same thing. Because it's like, because it's like anything. If you listen back, you're going to hate some of the stuff. Or it's like, like I, like I told you before, I said, it's like the job interview. On the drive home is when you come up with your best answers. Yeah, exactly. It'll be just like that. Listen to it. Oh, I should have said this. Or I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> ah, just play it and hit record and go Well, i think we covered everything as far as the questions i was going to ask you man so i mean we got that that's accomplished that's a surprise because i figured we get to like three of them and just well we went off the rails probably quite a bit but i don't give a fuck 
Hey, if you want to sync your own show at the start before it even got going, that's up to you. Yeah, we're going to plummet the right. ratings right away. Because like I said, right after this, there's nowhere to go but up. Exactly why I said, you dig- hey, everybody likes a comeback story. <laughs> here, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm finding your post here. Here it is. Okay, what? Oh, your top five favorite. Okay, I did that. Oh, your least favorite, of course. You didn't ask me that. Oh, well, I guess it's got to be Rashir then, right? I think that's kind of everyone's answer. Yeah, You know yeah. what? Uh, well... And he was tough enough. Well, and I always said Brashear, I'd probably put him in the. T- well, I don't know. Top ten might be stretching it. Eh. Top twenty. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. I say the same thing too. Like, like, there's a reason he was in the league for so long. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never. There was one. There was one guy in the '80s. I remember he's on a bunch of the tape, and he'd fight a bunch. There's a guy Neil Sheehy, and it was like he'd tell everybody. He'd, They'd go on and on. He'd tell everybody he was from, like, he was the Harvard boxing champion. But he would just seatbelt guys. And, and he wore, like, double zeros. And it was just like, oh. Oh, it's, it's like, this guy's such a nerd. I never liked Neil Sheehy. He was around for a long He's a player agent now and stuff. Yeah. You know. Well, like I said to you before, like, we were growing up, I never liked Nyland, actually. I was I never liked Chris Nyland. Right. I do now. But at the time, I didn't. I don't know why, for some reason. Maybe it's just because well, like he's, he's a very technical fighter. So it's he he was he an entertainer fight or entertainer? Oh, fuck, there's the whiskey talking. Um, <laughs> is he an entertaining fighter? Eh, maybe not. I mean, of course, his his you know fight versus Miller was great, but he's a very technical fighter. But I talked to him about it, and he said it's it's because his his height back then he was like five ten five. 11 ish yeah. back then he couldn't be a wide open fighter because then you know, he was got a broken jaw and he was always worried about his job so he uh he'd always fight Ted going just try to get in close to guys and then pick his fucking spots to uh throw punches so uh, i understand well, why he did like, it well that's the thing like when these guys are fighting it's like these guys are fighting for jobs and right in fact and the thing big thing is for then or for anything players and shit on teams and stuff it's like no one gives a shit about wins and they just want a guy that'll do it right if you got if you'll nut up and fight these guys now grant yeah i mean you can't be getting knocked out every yeah. fight but I mean, <laughs> yeah if you if you go out and do it that's all that matters mm-hmm. the, the only people that give a shit about this win loss are the fans right and like some guys it's like olympic boxing to them oh eight punches to four he won oh, really like <laughs> He hit, him, he hit him in the side of the helmet. Yeah, he destroyed him. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, if you need to give a guy... Like, I've always looked at things... Like, that's what I always said when I'm judging fights. To me, almost every fight's a draw. Like, I mean, give some, take some. Yeah. Eh. Unless you completely whip the guy around and ragdoll him and... Okay, then it's a win, but like... Yeah, unless it's like Bugard versus Fedoric or some shit. Yeah, oh, exactly. But other than that, eight to four to me isn't a win. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, but whatever. If you want to give them the win, give them the win. But it's like the only ones who gave a shit about that were fans. I'm like, these guys weren't fighting, so their drop the gloves record was better. You know, like, <laughs> right. they didn't give a shit. It was just like, you know, this guy's acting up, and I got to fight him. And everyone had a style, and some guy's styles is grabbed in the middle of the jersey and swing. So, of course, I always go call those guys video fighters. So, of course, they're going to look better. Or worse, one of the two. Right. You're either going to eat a bunch, like Jeff Rogers. I mean, you know, I guess winning percentage, he, he's probably below 500. Him and like Jim Cummins and guys like that. Oh, yeah. But in, but in terms of entertainment value, those guys are like... Oh, I love Rogers. 
oh, he's tremendous. And him and Jim Cummins, like, you, you want to get entertained, go watch them on YouTube for an hour. Yep. So I'm like, how the fuck can you knock these guys? Like, these guys are tremendous. But if you want to go win-loss, well, then, okay, I guess. But meanwhile, you got guys that'll grapple and wrestle and which is hey everyone has a style I'm not knocking Correct. it but it's just like okay well oh they won i guess but i mean i'd kind of rather watch jim cummins fight <laughs> yeah you know? but i mean whatever so i mean i never got into the whole win line like, who gives a shit i mean just do it that's all i cared about but at the same time and i mean there was some guys that i mean they'd grab on for death lock like like neil Sheehy or brian or brian curran or guys like that and it's just like ugh. You know, but I mean, I respect like as I've gotten older now, and I go back and watch, I I respect what they did. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It takes they, a, it takes a whole lot of balls just to even drop the gloves in front of twenty thousand fans. You know. Oh yeah, and it's a whole other mindset, and they were doing shit most guys didn't want to do, and right. and all that. But in just in terms of okay, I want to put in a fight tape and entertain me. Yeah, like those guys were boring as shit. Yeah, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. I'm not going to race to the uh, TV to throw in a Brashear DVD. <laughs> yeah, like no one, Yeah, I'm not going on YouTube to watch Neil Sheehy fights. Exactly. You know, but I'll watch Jeff Rogers all night. You know, so it's like, you know, win, lose, or draw. So yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's uh, the least favorite important. That would probably be it. But yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, well, man, look at that. Your first episode. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to your like your Jersey conversation too. Oh fuck, that was a good one, man. Well, it's funny because I recorded that one before I even recorded this one. But uh, yeah, fucking Brent was great, man. You're gonna hear a lot of good shit about uh, about jerseys and everything like that. Uh, he talks about some fuck. I can't think of the name of it. I have to go through my messages, but I'm I'm too fucking drunk to even think about that right now. Um, <laughs> but it was like a really uh, really like almost indestructible material and everything like that. That was like, do you remember the Avalanche jerseys? How they used to have like a uh, little little stripe of silver on it and it was kind of shiny like sheen yeah like sheen almost kind of yeah well i can remember entire jerseys being made like that. yeah that's what they were apparently brent said they were like indestructible like you could i like apparently it took a fucking grizzly bear to put wear on those jerseys like they were so tightly knitted to even pop a collar or even pop some seams in the jersey themselves (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean that see that and that's and again this is um like when we were talking about oh enforcer podcasts or whatever i mean you'll have different shit right because you'll have jersey guys on or whatever i mean I, I would never have this person on so i mean it's like nothing against brent or whatever but it's i'm i'm not a jersey guy so whatever right I totally understandable. yeah but it's like a whole different now an audience right i mean i'm gonna listen to the show but it's like um yeah, I mean that's the great thing with the podcast, right? It's a it's a whole different. Um, everyone has their own style. Like I've always said, even if it was, uh, if if me, you, and and William all interviewed the same guy, the the all three shows would be completely different. One hundred percent. Yeah, because we all have different things that we're going to ask and how we approach things and whatever. So, um, I know we're circling all the way back, but to yeah, go back to shit. Yeah, but to go back to like. Or you you stepping on your toes and like no like it's it's gonna be completely different and I'm coming from a different mind space than you are, and from a different generation than you are. Right. This is all. I mean, I'm a fucking. If we're being real here, I'm a fucking millennial. This is all the hockey I grew up watching, but it's gone now. So I'm trying to, I guess, almost like step into a time machine and get 
get the feel of what it was like because I was so young then to understand everything. Mm-hmm. You know? And you're a guy who grew up watching all these players, and you get to actually finally ask them the questions that you've loved to ask them from the time you were a fan of the Blades and watching all these fight tapes and DVDs and everything like that. So every single one of us is going to be different when we interview, but we're all here for the same goal, man. We're just here to give these guys a platform and actually appreciate them regardless of what today's hockey culture kind of, how they kind of look down on these guys and everything like that. We're, We're all here to just give these guys a voice and, appreciate the yeah. times and what they did for the their teams yeah no exactly and it and it's and it's cool to have this platform and this outlet to do it and i've I, i've tried to i've you know and anybody listening out there right now and and listen to my show and, and even on twitter when i put it out there hockey podcasting doesn't begin and end with spitting chiglets there's a right. lot of other there's a lot of other and i'm not knocking those guys i like biz and rear admiral and those guys they're, oh, yeah. they're fine and they do a good show and everything else. But, uh, you know, and I, in, in terms of my show, you know, I'm, I'm not, this isn't a, I'm not trying to sound arrogant or whatever, but I'll put my Josh Mazerup interview, interview up with anything Spit and Chiglets has done. Oh, dude, 100%. Yeah, because, I mean, everyone's got good stories. And, like, Mazer had great stories. Bryce Davidson, the last guy I talked to, had Fuck great yeah. stories. Fuck, yeah. Just to hear... <laughs> I'm gonna fuck. I gotta laugh getting through this, but uh, sorry, kid. We love what you did last game, but Downey broke the punching bag. That was my favorite fucking line throughout that yeah. entire episode. He about broke how, the fucking bag. He kid. broke. The, <laughs> <laughs> had me in tears in my truck driving to work, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, and shit. exactly, and like these guys all: Mike McWilliam, Chris Waltz, Dan Kopeck. Right. I mean, they all they all have great stories, and that's the show you, know, you, you, you wouldn't hear that on any other fucking podcast, man. That's what's yeah. so great about it. Yeah, and it's not like oh, just because it's not on spit and chiglets, it's like oh, it's not good. Right. Like yeah, fuck that. You know, it's like no, it's like everyone's got good stories, and if you let the guys tell them, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it's uh, I think a lot of times like these big podcasts, like the the spit and chiglets or the Terry Ryan. Yeah, they got a really cool Rolodex, and they can phone all the ex-pro players, their friends, and get big-name guys and, and all that. And I understand why people I, – I get it. I get it. I do. Right. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of room out there for um, for us as well. And, you know, yeah. The little the fish put, in the big pond. <laughs> exactly. And it's like – and sometimes, you know, you get kind of pushed to the side and whatever, and, and, and it's annoying because – I mean, I don't. I'm. I like. I don't do podcasting to. Oh, I'm going to be famous someday. I don't. Right. We're all doing this for at a. a, It's. It's. I'm doing this. It's a hobby. Right. Yeah. It's a. It's a hobby, and it's like. And if you want to get into it to try to make ESPN Radio, then you know, good for you. Good. good, Hey, give her shit. Go for it. But I didn't. I got into it just to talk to these guys. I'm a fan. I'm a fanboy. That's all I am. That's all I've wanted to talk to. I wanted to talk to. Yeah, and I wanted to talk to fellow fans, and that's just why that's why I'm doing it. I already I have a good job. I don't need this. I just do this for fun. I have a government job. I'm fine. I don't need another job. You know, You're I'm not for that oh, pension okay. right now. Yeah, I got a good pension. I don't need yeah, another exactly. one. So yeah, that's like uh, yeah, I don't need to. Hopefully, someone hears me and I can go to Toronto. Like no, <laughs> you'd be Stevie I'm not Dangle. Going. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Yeah, me and Stevie will be sharing a studio. Like, <laughs> no, are you kidding me? Like, no. But my whole point is, 
the only reason I ever did this was just to talk to these people. Right. And it's like, hey, but this gave me a platform to hit record. I would talk to these people if it was just me and them. Talking on a phone, I would do it. Oh, fuck yeah. And for no one to hear. It was just for my enjoyment. Exactly. Because that's, yeah, because that's just what I'm into. And I just enjoy talking to people, whether it be ex-players or like yourself or Farmer Rob or fight fans. I don't care because I just want to talk to people that with like-minded interests and and that's and it's been cool and uh no and like i said with these with these podcasts it's been a great platform to to put out the voices and i've always said to people man even if you don't know i don't know who that is well don't worry about it just hit play and listen and uh the hockey boys all have stories oh yeah I didn't know and, who Josh Mazur was, 100% honest, because I'm, I mean, I'm from fucking Florida. You think I'm going to know who the fuck Josh Mazur is going through juniors? Fuck no. no but that's one of my like, favorite fucking episodes you have, man. Yeah, well, then all of a sudden somebody's like, this motherfucker fought Eric Goddard 11 times? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Jesus no, Christ. You know, and then you try to put, you know, I try to put his shit up on YouTube, and it's like, yeah, come look at this guy. Yeah, he fought McIntyre and everybody. Like, yeah, so it was like, exactly. And, like, if you get... Yeah, I know. Well, I won't throw names out that you're gonna get. Hopefully, they'll come on. But it's like, yeah, just because who? Well, don't yeah. worry about who. Just hit play and listen. And I mean, I know people only have a certain amount of time in their life. I mean, and they're and they're gonna listen to Spit and Chiglet and Third Manning every week when they come out, and that's fine. I'm not knocking anybody for that. But I always like to say, hey, maybe give the little guys a shot too. Because right. I think, because uh, I think uh, some of the guests will surprise you, and uh, oh, because like you said, I've I've had people send me direct messages. I don't know who the fuck this guy was, but he's great. Yeah, and exactly. it's like, well, yeah, but it's like, mm-hmm. uh, thank you for hitting play and realizing that. Exactly. Just because you didn't know who he was, or he didn't play in the NHL, so I'm not going to listen. Well, that's pretty. Nah, nah, don't do that. Like, trust me. Tune right. in. Right. Even with like that Facebook group, you know, I I because obviously I. I you know, look at videos from your channel or uh, uh, PJ Stock 20 and shit like that, and I'll post videos and I'll get messages from guys like, you know, holy shit, thanks for posting. It's like, I've never seen this shit before. This is fucking awesome. This is like, you know, my favorite group on Facebook. But, well, of course, all that wouldn't be possible without you guys. But that's the shit I, I like to see because I, I like to get these guys recognition that they deserve. Because, like I said, they're just, they're often just swept under the rug today, sadly. But, oh, it's like it's hockey's dark secret. Exactly. You know? But to get them recognition that they deserve is fucking awesome. And that's the whole goal with you and me. We're not, we're not sitting here. We're not, we're not competing for views on podcasts. I, you know, if you have a hundred thousand more listeners than me, that's fucking awesome. As long as that guy that you're interviewing gets a voice, that's all I fucking give a shit about. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah no, and that, and exactly. Well, and that was, and like, well, I know we're going long. I know yeah, you want to go. I don't give a shit. But it was like, but that was the biggest, probably the biggest, well, that was the biggest thrill for me on Twitter. I have all these fight DVDs sitting here. To be able to upload a fight and send it to the guy that was involved in that fight, and he has never seen it. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Oh, it was, especially junior guys. One thing, oh, it's a, oh, if it's Jason Strudwick or Ty Domi, I mean, whatever, they can go on YouTube and see yeah. all this shit. But if it's some guy that played junior A hockey in Vernon, British Columbia, 
And he played two seasons with the Vernon Vipers and then went on and now he's selling fucking used Toyotas in downtown Vancouver. <laughs> and he's got two kids and he's been married for 15 years and he's bald and 42 years old. For all of a sudden, he gets a clip of when he was 18 years old beating the shit out of some motherfucker at Center Ice and Penticton. This guy will lose his fucking oh, mind. Fuck. It's yeah, like, I mean, I would if that was me. <laughs> oh, and I've had that story a million, and he'll play it for his kid. Hey, see? Dad <laughs> look did look what daddy dad did. did kick ass, yeah. <laughs> and, and that kid will go to school. And, hey, look at this. My dad really can beat your dad up. Because <laughs> yeah. all they see is the guy that's 30 pounds overweight with no hair that, you know, that you know, sits in his boxers and farts at the lazy boy all night. Oh, of course. You know, they don't realize 20 years before that, this dude was ripped 205 pounds in the heavyweight champion of the BC Junior A-League. You know, dad will tell him a few stories, and it's met with eye rolls in the back of the minivan as yeah, they drive. Like, okay, to, dad. As they roll to Costco, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, dad, I'm sure you kicked ass. Sure you did. You know, one of those. Well, here, I got video confirming that I did. You know, and that's and that literally has happened more than once. And that was the biggest thrill for me right. was to be able to give those guys. And then they'll send me, a, where the fuck did you get that? And it's like, oh, I have a whole, I'm like, and it would be like, you know, it'll be so-and-so. And it's like, hey, dude, yeah. And it's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I played for Chilliwack back in 1998. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know you did. Oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah but. And I'm like, hey, you want the fight DVD? I got a 1998-99 Chilliwack Chiefs fight DVD. Are you shitting me? I'm like, yeah, what's your address? And I'll mail it to him, and this guy will lose his shit. And I know guys that have gone to the lake, and, like, they'll they'll run into, like, ex-teammates that played with them. Like, okay, the Chilliwack Chiefs one. I won't say the guy's name. But I sent him the DVD. And they had a – every year they have a golf tournament. And uh, so it was, like – 10 of them that used to play with each other are at some lake or at some golf course. And then they hang out for a barbecue after basically it's a big piss up and you know, you may as well play glory days by Springsteen in the background. Right. <laughs> you know, but they get to relive their shit for one weekend. Right. Well, I sent this guy a DVD. Well, he popped this DVD in and these guys lost their motherfucking minds. <laughs> Because it was like from 1998 when they were all there and they're laughing. Oh, remember that's when Brownie fucked this guy, up. you know? And they and they're instantly teleported back 20 years. Oh yeah, like it's like a fucking time machine. Exactly, and it's like, because again, none of this shit's on YouTube. Or I was just fortunate enough that I knew a guy that happened to know a guy that knew a guy that knew a guy. Right. And I, and I got the DVDs for some reason, and unfortunately, most of it's gone. Every once in a while. There's some stuff that happened. Thankfully, there was some fight nerd that was around that managed to get the game tapes. But most <laughs> of this shit is on forever, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, no, so that was the biggest. And even through the podcast, that's been the biggest. I know it sounds corny, but that was the biggest joy for me was to be able to uh, give these guys their footage. Or, oh, even, just sure. a, or even just a picture. Yeah, like, I exactly. Don't, I, I don't, the one guy there, he 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 was in the New York Ranger camp for one year. Like they drafted him, he went there one year and whatever, played in the minors one year and then retired. But I I managed to I have his picture from the preseason when he played one game with the New York Rangers, and I have the high resolution picture of it. So I sent it to him. Well, that's now on his fucking wall in his office, and the guy's like an insurance adjuster. <laughs> but he'll, he'll always have the picture of the one game he played exactly. with the New York Rangers. 
yeah, and that wouldn't have happened. I don't know. Oh, it wouldn't happen without me. But it, he, he ran it. He happened to come across my Twitter account and send me a message. Hey, yeah, I can get that picture for you. And I managed to track it down and send it to him. So if it wasn't for social media, the podcast or Twitter, it, he, he wouldn't have that picture on his wall. Yeah. So to help, to be able to help those guys is the, I don't do this shit for me. Like I don't post fight videos for me. I've seen all this shit. I don't need to, it's yeah, not for exactly. me. It's for you guys to see. And for other fans out there that didn't grow up in Saskatoon, they never got to see Wade Balak when he played in Saskatoon or Rhett Warner. I laugh. I Oh, Clark Wilm. Oh, Clark Wilm. Cause they just remember the guy in Toronto that never fought. Yeah. Yeah. Just Saskatoon bad motherfucker fought like 20 times a year. He was fucking awesome. He was a power forward he scored 50 goals one year and had like 20 fights. Really? Yeah. Here's some video, you know? So <laughs> people don't get to see that, you know? So it's, it's been cool to, to, um, share that shit with you or like Scott Parker's videos I managed to track down shit when he was in New Jersey devil's camp. Who yeah. the fuck seen New Jersey devil, Scott Parker footage. Nobody. Hey, there happened <laughs> Yeah, there happened to be some nerd that snuck a camcorder into the rink and filmed it and caught four of his fights at Devil's Camp. Well, that wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for that dude. And I happened to get a hold of that guy on a message board, and he's like, hey, I got Parker footage from New Jersey, and we traded, and now it's on my YouTube page for everyone to see. So if it wasn't for those dudes, nobody would be seeing fuck all. So it's like, yeah, and it's like I have a stack of 500 DVDs here. And I want to share it with all you guys because I know you've yeah. never seen this. Well, I'm like, when I sent you the DVDs, I knew you'd like the Quebec. I know you're a big Quebec league guy. Oh, dude. <laughs> the, I amount, knew well, the funny part yeah. is like my favorite. The, the Well, it's like the uh, it's like the don't talk about Fight Club L&H DVD. I always remember the very first half of that DVD, but I have yet to ever remember the second half because I'm always just fucking toasted. By the time I get to the second half, because I'm just like, this is fucking awesome. I've watched that DVD three times, and to this day, I still don't remember the second half of that DVD. But was shit, that like, well, like the one with all the hair metal songs? Oh yeah, it was, dude. It was oh, like it's the best of all five oh six. Oh dude, it's like it's got Quiet Riot. And Quiet Riot is my favorite like hair metal band from the eighties. Oh yeah. Oh dude, and I was like, as soon as I heard that down, I was like, oh man, that requires shots. And you know, I'm I'm by myself like a fucking nerd. Of course, I sound like a fucking alcoholic, but it's just because I was military. You know, bred us all. <laughs> but I'm just over there just fucking swigging a bottle, watching this shit on the couch, and you know. My fiance looks at me like the the next morning. She's like, "You're you're a fucking heathen, Jesus Christ!" <laughs> but I'll watch that shit. And I've watched uh, some of John's John's videos. John has like old uh, QSPHL videos and uh, really yep. well. John from the UK, obviously. Uh, early um, what is it? Is it the ISO? Yeah, the the, uh, the Super League videos. Yeah, he has some of those. Super League, yeah. yeah, those and those are underrated. I I'll be honest. Yep. I never gave the ISL the light of day until you know john started talking and i heard him on the biscuit and i started listening more and more and you know him and i started messaging each other back and forth and now i'm like holy fuck the isl was legit as shit <laughs> oh yeah they had bezo and paxton schulte and rob tremblay over there yeah, exactly and clayton norris and denny vl and oh yeah like uk had some oh yeah and then even when the ihl came out they had like Anglestad and cares yep. over there just running shit yep Oh yeah, like yeah, the UK. Yeah, John's a good dude, and uh, Paul that runs the UK fan 
fight. Yeah, Paul messaged me too. Here. Yeah, he's a fight. Yeah, I'm trying to get deal. him on the show, but the damn time difference. Oh, is it's such brutal. Because I I want to yeah. get John on the show, and I told Paul I'd have him on here too. Fuck, maybe we should just yep. do a roundtable. Two fucking two North American cats and fucking <laughs> two two UK dudes. Yeah, yeah, over the pond. Yeah, that's a good idea. That'd be pretty cool. Actually, I'd totally be down for that. That would be pretty fun. But yeah, well, the thing with that LNH video that I've always wanted to put it up on my YouTube page. But the goddamn music's copyrighted. Oh, it's, so you it's rough. You put this shit up and it's and it's muted. Yeah, I'll try to so post it like, on Facebook and it does the same thing. If it has music in the background, I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, well, and it's funny. Like even when I put some minor league stuff up, it's completely muted because they'll play the music over the PA system of the video. But YouTube's so sensitive, it picks it up and it's really? copyrighted. So now the whole video's muted. It's like, ugh, and I hate muted friggin' videos. I and do it's too. Like, yeah, so it's like okay, delete, you know. But oh yeah, that LNH DVD, my friend made that. He got that all from game tape, so that's what. That, well, that's the other thing. The footage is so clear and clean. Oh yeah, it's like the uh, it's the, perfect. What's, it, what's it called? Uh, the the frames is so fucking nice on it. Yeah, well, it was all game tape, right? So yeah, so yeah, and he just put his hair metal to it and whatever. And oh, oh I sent great. that DVD to so many people, and it's just like oh yeah, they just hit play and just you know you got your hair metal on there and. I'm so glad you said that to me because that is that video alone. Just the first half of me drinking has provided me like five hours of entertainment. <laughs> oh yeah, as sad as it is to say. Every second fights Morasty. Oh <laughs> fuck yeah, it's Morasty or yeah. Dan and and Lambert and fucking Mayrand yeah. and shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I mean the LNH. I will say the LNH. As much as I love the LNH. The friggin' cowbell and everything gets to me after a while, so I gotta stop watching that shit. Cause it's like, well, cause there's no announcing, so everything's right. so I I find I do get annoyed with it after a while, cause it's, it seems to all blend together. But um, man, there's some there, oh, goddamn, there's some good shit in that league though. As much as I've um, watched it, one thing I never get tired of, and I have no clue why, I just I, I probably just think it's so funny that it's in there, is the fucking train horn after every single fight. No matter if it was, like, the greatest fight ever or the worst fight ever, there's a fucking, just a train horn. Like, you thought, you'd think a locomotive is going through the fucking stadium at that moment. Yeah, no, exactly. There's one, I, I don't know, I have an old 506. I think it's Three Rivers or Trois Rivières for the French folks. Trois Rivières <laughs> DVDs, and before every fight, they played that. Um, oh, who is it now? Duos. That song. Oh, was, fucking uh, Ramstein. Rams. Yeah, they play that every. Now, if you went to the game and you were watching it, and they played that every fight, you wouldn't. Whatever. Oh yeah, Probably. but as watching the DVD, you're like, Jesus oh, you watch Christ. the DVD for minutes, two hours of you hear that song every. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna kill somebody if I hear this song again. Yeah, and it's like Duplain and Seer fighting fifty times a piece, and I have to hear Duos <laughs> every time. It's like, come on, yeah. But oh yeah, there was uh, yeah, oh yeah, they get the cowbells and the and the Ramstein and. Uh, well, funny enough for the LNH. The Pantera, special. that was the other song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Walk. Yeah, they had, they had Walk by Pantera, and then they had, yeah. uh, well, fuck, Holy Wars by Megadeth. That's in there a lot, yep. too. But yep. funny enough, when I do the LNH special, I'm totally going to fucking rig it to where this is the one episode I'm going to change the intro song, and it's going to be like that Dance with the Devil, like techno music they have. I fucking, I laugh at that shit every time. Because all I think about every time I hear that is actually fucking, um, 
Rasty and Terrio, when they're both like the end of their careers, but that's the song you hear in the background, and they're just absolute fucking toe to toe. But yep. that's that's the song I'm gonna have for the intro for that. I think it's gonna be good. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, there we go, man. I was. Uh, I don't want to take up too much. I, how much time am I taking up now? Uh, Your first episode's gonna be like two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. People are like not gonna listen to this yeah, shit like, at fuck all. This. Oh, I know. I know. The, I know. We're gonna have a few diehards out there, like John. Well, both Johns. John. John with the Fight League and John of the UK, and then Chris, and then probably Farmer Robin. After that, it's it's gonna get a little uh, little blurry. Who's gonna listen to this? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and anybody that does, I mean, you know. They're a little suspect to begin with. Right. I mean, everybody you just listed. I mean, if I was in a room with those guys, I'd have one hand on my wallet, you know? Oh, fuck yeah. You know? <laughs> Couldn't trust them as far as you'd throw them. No. Well, I, I mean, even this guy I'm talking to tonight. I don't know. <laughs> freaking Americans. I'd, oh, you know. That was damn Yankees are the damn worst, I tell you. Oh, head on a swivel. When I'm just around. thankful. Well, well, how, well, hold on. But before we, before we hang up here... Um, do I sound like Yosemite Sam at all or no? Do you sound like who? Yosemite Sam from the fucking Looney Tunes. Do you sound like that? Yeah, do I sound like that? No. Okay, thank God. Well, my oh, problem... I mean, where are you... I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the bit here. We're like, what do you mean? Where are you well, going Well, there's no it? bit. I'm just fucking... The more I drink, the more like my... Like, I have a southern accent that comes out because I, I was... My mom's from Iowa. And my dad's like born and raised in Florida from the most southern Baptist family you could think of. So growing up, I've always heard the best of both worlds. So I sit... I, I try to like... I try to tone a southern accent down a little bit because a southern accent and a hockey podcast just don't go together whatsoever. <laughs> So I try to like tone it down a little bit and try not to. I try to limit what I say that sounds southern, but if I don't sound like Yosemite Sam, we're doing pretty good after you know a fucking almost a whole bottle of Crown Royale. So, <laughs> uh, no, you don't sound too well. I always say you freaking Americans, you butcher the language anyway. Like when we go down to Vegas every February, I'm like, you guys all sound like a goddamn bunch of hillbillies. Well, is so, it is it the Maritimes that always say like a boat and like. No, I've ne- like everybody says. Oh, you say a and a boot all the time. I'm like, I've never said any of those words. Like that's like the Canadian stereotype. I've I've never heard anyone ever say a boot. I've never said. I've oh, never well, like heard if you hear like Mike that. Babcock or uh, was it what Daryl? Yeah, Mike Babcock's from Saskatoon. He's from here. Oh, he says a boot and like Daryl Sutter. What? Oh, fuck I've- yeah. I've never said a boot. Oh, like, you! I'm not saying you do. I'm saying fucking... But they're all from Western Canada. They're all from, like, right around me. <laughs> so I don't know what they're saying it for. I don't know. Well, my fiance gives me shit. Well, again, I try to limit it on the podcast here because I, I'll say, oh, blah, 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 so-and-so, A, And she'll be like, yeah, A, And, like, give me shit for it. And I'm just like, well, it's that's all I've watched growing up was a bunch of fucking hockey clips. Like, what do you... Come on, give me well, some been, stack You've here. been watching too much Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, is it Maybe. what it is? Fucking yeah. Well, I will say the Maritimes definitely have their own dialect. Yeah, like, I've never been to the Marit. I'd love to go to the Maritimes. I've never been to the Maritimes. I want to go there really bad. But I mean, I, there's a few newfies that I've like I've worked with, and they <laughs> they may as well be speaking a foreign language. And I mean, <laughs> they're speaking English, but it's like oof. Yeah, so I mean, they have their own. I mean, they, I guess it's like anything, right? Every region has their own dialect. Oh, of course. But I always laugh. Like, I'll be down in Vegas, and it's like I'll be sitting there talking at the bar or whatever. They'll be like, "Oh, you're Canadian." Like, yeah. Oh, I could tell. Like, what do you mean? Oh, from your accent. 
It's like, what accent? I don't have an accent. They're like, oh, yeah, you, you do. Don't, you don't sound Canadian to me. You sound like you're just like a normal speaking fucking. Well, no, that's the States. thing. But I've been told I have like a Canadian. I'm like, what the fuck is a Canadian accent? <laughs> they're like, well, you know, a, and they'll say the same thing. Yo, you know, a boot, a. Eh? I'm like, I've never said a boot. I've said a a few times just to like, you know what I mean? Hey, yeah. Like I've that to somebody, right. but I've, a isn't a reg, regular uh, word or uh, phrase in my vocabulary. Yeah. But I, I always laugh whenever we go down to the states and I'm talking to people in Las Vegas. To me, they all sound like they're from the south. And it, for some reason, I don't know. Like y'all. Yo all, there you go. Y'all, y'all sound... I say y'all all the time. I promise you, if yeah. you if you actually come to the south, you were gonna look around and be like, "We're in the fucking Deliverance movie right now." I oh, swear to God. We were in Louisiana. We went oh, and my wife. yeah. Twice she lived in New Orleans, and that's always the one thing I was very, really happy about when we were when I was saying to you earlier about my honeymoon. <clears throat> I was in New Orleans before it got fucked up. Like I was there before Katrina. Right, right. So yeah. I, I was really happy about that. So I got to see it like. As it was originally, and uh, but it was cool to have her there because now you have a tour guide. So I mean, we weren't just a tourist shit doing whatever, but we had someone from the area showing us around, so we got to see lots of cool shit. But listening to the Cajun people, <laughs> there's something else, ain't it? Oh, and she had married a Cajun dude. Like she's from Saskatoon, obviously. She's a farm girl, but she married a Cajun guy. So to talk to Wayne. He'd be speaking English, but I'd be staring at him like, "What the fuck did you just say?" <laughs> and then, and she'd laugh because she would get it right, being from Canada. So she would like break it down. So it was like we had our own like urban dictionary sitting there. But yeah, it was amazing. Listen to those people in the South talk. Talk. Oh, it's a different world, man. It is. I loved it. It was great. I loved Louisiana. It was cool. Oh yeah, was... everybody's so friendly in the South though. Like it's exactly. very like like southern. It's that southern hospitality. You really you really find the definition of it if you come to the South. Oh yeah, and like you go to Louisiana, like even when they got to know my wife, they're like, okay, Miss Lisa, you know, just <laughs> shit like that. It was just like bizarre. It was like different world. Oh, we ate the oh yeah, ate some poo boys and some uh, mufaladas. Did and, you ever uh, have any gator? I did actually. Oh, Gator's good, I, man. I love Gator. But I, it was funny because, like I said, this dude was a straight Cajun. So I told this guy, I said, "I'll eat whatever, but just don't tell me what it is." <laughs> and I remember the one morning again, we had eggs and whatever, and I wanted grits, so we don't have grits. Oh, grits are good. I love grits. Why well, I never had, and of course, that's always our stereotype of the South is grits, right? And again, Canada, we don't have grits, so I'm like, I I need to eat grits on this trip. I have to eat grits. So we, I had grits and alligator sausage one morning, and uh, but he didn't tell me what they were. Well, I mean, he told me this is grits, but he didn't. I just said this is sausage. Yeah. And it turned out it was alligator sausage. It was really spicy, actually, but it was awesome. And it was, uh, yeah, no, that shit was. I loved it down oh, there. Oh, gator sausage is good, man. We have a local barbecue in my hometown of Lando. Well, it's funny. I'm from Lando Lakes, Florida, and everybody thinks that's where the butter's made. It's not where the butter's made. It's just it's just called Lando Lakes. That's exactly with the little uh, cross-legged uh, Indian. Yeah, the native and the cross. Yeah, no, it's, I've, I've seen the Lando Lakes logo in the States a few 100%, times. 100% yeah. that's not where the butter's made. I'm pretty sure that's made in like Michigan or some shit like that. Oh. But uh, we had this little place called Hungry Harry's. And it's like a little mom and pop barbecue place. It's been like a staple in Lando Lakes for years. And uh, best fucking gator sauce I've ever had. They stopped selling it and I'm so pissed about it. But yeah, that's where they fucking, they, the gator sauce is there was so fucking good. I'd, I'd get it every time. 
Yeah, no, it was, uh, oh, no, shit. I loved our trip. I loved our trip to New Orleans. I had a lot of fun going down south. And no, and that's the thing. I, I always knock William and you guys and the, oh, the mayor. Yeah. But well, I mean, those, I've those always... Yahoo's up in Flint, Michigan, they're fucking something else. Steering oh, I'm not Wi Fi and shit. Well, well you know, me. we're not going to speak his name on here. We know who we're talking about, but we won't say yeah. it. No, oh, yeah, I'm not. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that guy, I don't even know what town he lives in. I know the town's so small, the city limit signs on the same post. Uh, but uh, the local hooker's a virgin. That's yeah, how exactly. small that town is. But uh, well, no, every time, I mean, I've been around the, like, you know, not everywhere around the state, but I mean, I've been to Florida and, you know, whatever, Louisiana and Washington and blah, 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 and Oregon and all that shit. But right. I love the United States. I love going down there and, yeah. uh, you know, and, uh, but no, and every dialect is different. And it was, uh, but yeah, when I, somehow when I go to Vegas, it just seems like he sounds really Southern or from Texas or whatever. And it's weird. Cause they're like, yeah, but you sound different. And I'm like, no, you sound different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, you sound, I'm, you're the one butchering the language, not me, but yeah. Well, but no, you, no, to go full circle. No, you don't sound like you're 70, Sam. Okay. Not to well, me anyway. After a 15-minute rant. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, like someone says, he can just go on and on. Well, I can tell your fucking, your voice is getting raspy. You're about at the fucking, you're, you're probably about an Eric Lindros fucking special episode right now. Yeah, well, I've run out of beer and I'm trying to get a hold of my wife and she's shaking her head, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, my fiance won't even talk to me. She's in the bedroom. She won't even come out. She texted me, when can I come out? And I was like, soon. And that was about an hour ago. (laughs) I'm like, I have one foot in divorce court right now, so. (laughs) Exactly. So, well, before you go, where can can people find you on social media and everything like that? Ah, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter and uh, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. I got about 2,000 videos up there. Just go to the little search engine, type in whatever league you're looking for. You'll find all the shit right there. West Coast, SJHL, AJHL, CHL, MOUSE. It's all on there. Just check it out. And uh, I've, I've tried to get into the Instagram thing, but it, eh, it's, it's just... hard. I, I'm trying to take it off with the, with the podcast myself, but eh, it's hard. Well, yeah, well, see, the problem is, and this is the problem with Facebook and everything else, is I always say this to William. The problem is with my job being a government employee. You can't post yourself and shit. We have a social media ban. Right. I'm not even supposed to be doing this shit. So it's like, I have to be real. I'm very limited on what I could do. So it's not like I'm trying, like I've always said, if people need to know who I am, I'll I'm not hiding from people. There's lots of people that know who I am, but it's like, I'm just not going to go post selfies. And, and basically that's what Instagram is all about, right? Oh it's yeah. hundred percent. Well, it's sort of your adventures, right? So it's like, that's why I'm not, I mean, I got on there cause I just wanted to see what I can't see people put Instagram pictures up and I couldn't see them. So it was like, well, that's why I joined so I could see the pictures. But unfortunately with my job and everything, I can't really, uh, partake cause, uh, as much as I'd like to and everything else, I am not going to put my job at risk for that. So yeah, it's uh, understandable, you know, and I, I think in the grand scheme of things, if they, it's not like I'm like fight the man and rise against the machine, <laughs> or anything, but it's like, I just don't want the hassle. Right. I'm sure it'll be fine. But again, I just don't want to go into that. I don't want to wade into that water. So it's like, yeah, I just keep everybody on the low, low at work. They don't know anything. And it's like, I, I laughed. I think I had one guy at work telling me that, hey, you should follow this account. This fourth line voice guy is not bad. 
Oh yeah, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> Sounds so, good, man. Oh, I'll give yeah. it a listen. <laughs> so that kind of confused me. But it was like it's not like it would be that hard if they decided to ever listen. It'd be like, this voice sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like um Dude, yeah, you know so. this guy over here? <laughs> exactly. So it's like uh I, I kinda have to sort of keep somewhat of a low profile. Right. So uh but uh, unfortunately. So Instagram probably isn't the best for that, but uh I do I do check out your guys' shit anyway. All right. Well between William and yours and that Stephen Bentley and uh <laughs> there's another character. I'm not even gonna go on about eighty eight there. Anybody yeah. that wears eighty eight in rec league, you know, there's some issues there. I wear fifty eight, but that's a fucking duster number, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, what's fifty eight? The fuck are you doing? Well, fifty eight, well I figured I was uh, trying to think of a number that nobody has and I was like, What's a total scrub number? And I was like, fifty eight. I was like, That's that's it right there. I was like, Nobody likes fifty for like in general. So I was like, What's another number? I was like I was like, Well, eight used to be my lucky number when I was younger, so I was like, Fuck it, fifty eight. So that became uh that became my beer league number right there. Hmm. I thought you would have been at least at least fifty one or something for Morasti or like something like that. Well, you know what? It's funny enough, that was taken on the team, on the beer league team I joined. Hmm. So, unfortunately, that fucking, I had to do uh, 58. Well, like you said, no one else had it. Right? So there was like... I mean, there's a reason why no one else had it, but hey. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I'm proud of myself, though. I got a fucking, I got a two-minute roughing call one game, so that's that's all I needed. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the one thing. When you're playing beer league, ah. Anybody that acts like a jerk off in beer league is like, yeah, you're a cool well, that, And that's what it was. It was, a, it was a, well, we're, we're, we're playing. I, obviously, you know, growing up in Florida, I never played fucking hockey a day in my life. I played when I was like five and six, and then we moved away from the rink. There was no other rink for miles away from that. So uh, I ended up fucking getting into hockey a little bit. I found a full set of pads and gear for like 250. I was like, ah, fuck, do I do it? And just, you know, start getting into hockey. And I was like, whatever. I got enough to do, it. and it was when I was in the military, and the, the the nearest drink was like an hour away. So every weekend I'd drive to like a skate and shoot, and one thing led to another. Finally, I get into like a uh, beer league that's like it's a total fucking scrub, you know, f league, <laughs> fucking. Yeah, whatever. You're out there. Yeah, exactly. I'm just you're just out there to have fun. It's a no yep. contact league, and I'm just out there, you know, bullshitting. And we're just there to you know have fun or whatever. Well, some dude takes a run at two of our guys. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? It's a no contact league, so I fucking cross check him, cross check him across the back, and I'm the only one out there that I've seen that doesn't wear a full cage. I don't wear a cage or a visor. I just, out boy, yeah. So I'm like, well, we can do this one of two ways. I was like, he's on the ground, like looking at me, like a deer in headlights, and I was like, well, I was like, you could drop the cage, and we could do this now, or you know, we can just you know be fine after this. And it was it was like three minutes left in the third. Not a big deal. So we end up going to the box and serving our time, and that was it. Because it, well, it's a constant running clock, so penalties are served as three minutes. So by the time yep. the game ended, I was I was in the box for the remainder of the game. But shit like that, it's like I'm not I'm still not going to let that happen. You know, it, regardless if it's well, beer league or whatever. No, exactly. No, it doesn't matter if it's Florida or Saskatchewan or Timbuktu. There's always that guy. Exactly, and that was and. Him. Uh, Oh, and the, uh, I mean, it's one thing if you're reacting. Right. It's one thing if you're that guy. That's completely different. But no, if some guy's going to run around like a bozo, well, then he needs to get his shit straightened out. Right. But yeah, to, for anybody running around, because they watched too many YouTube videos before <laughs> they got there, and 
yeah, if you're going to go start shit in beer league, it's like, yeah, come on, man. Well, I'll, like, tell, I'll tell one one quick story about me getting fucking dummied when I was 16 real quick. So <laughs> I used to, like, tell my tell my mom I was going out with my buddies and shit, but I would, I would actually go, like, and go to an ice rink that was way further away than any of my buddy's house. And I would play, like, a skate and shoot or a pickup game. And one time I had gone out there and... <laughs> A guy had snow showered our goalie, and it was a total pickup game, and I didn't give a fuck. But I'm like, you're not going to snow shower a goalie. And, I mean, mind you, I didn't hit my growth spurt. I'm like, I'm 6'2", about 280 right now. So, I'm, well, the 280 is a very bush light 280. We'll put it that way. It's, it's <laughs> so, spread out. Yeah, exactly. But at the time, I was probably about 5'10", and a buck 50, maybe. So, I was super scrawny and very, very short. And this dude's like 6'2". And I was like, oh, you're not going to do that. And so I, you know, give him a little shove. And he's like, you want to go? And I said, sure, why not? <laughs> Drop the glove. And I get fucking dummied. I thought I had a concussion because I had about a, a two or three day headache for the, like, just, it just hurt. Like any light that. Yeah. Yeah. Hurt. You probably did. Yeah, yeah. Probably did. And I mean, jerseyed me and everything just got fucking walloped, but Hey, he snowed our goalie, so I stood I stood up for him in a pickup game, but it was probably the dumbest decision of my life. <laughs> you showed you showed him. Yeah, 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 I got him. Well, it was like your friend said, I didn't win, but I was doing funny things standing up. I came in third in that fight. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go down, but I was doing funny things standing yeah, that's up. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> you were skating reckless and didn't know which way to fall. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, I'll never forget that. But I, I laugh at it now because I mean I just got the fucking shit tuned out of me. <laughs> It happens, yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, hey, man, it's been a real fucking treat having you We're almost running out three hours. Well, I got to cut out our piss break here in a little bit. I'll fucking do that shit tomorrow morning. But, uh, you know, it's been a real fucking pleasure having you on here. And, you know, you, you're the big inspiration for my podcast and the Facebook group, obviously. So I, I want to say thank you for kind of – well, your, your page and, you know, the guys who follow you are kind of what make me stay on Twitter – and shit like that, because obviously Twitter's just filled with a bunch of fucking morons these days. So, um, I, I just want to say thank you for kind of keeping the the fourth line guys alive. I know they don't get respect enough today, and me as a 23-year-old fucking kid, I'm one in a million who actually respects the fucking role that they have. So, um, you know, thank you for what you do and all that shit, and actually interviewing these guys and giving them a little bit of light to shine on their uh, their careers. No, man. No, it's cool. No, I appreciate it. And, uh, no, and it's great that you, uh, like I said, you have the, you respect the role and, uh, no, it's been cool, man. Like I said, I had you on the show a bunch of times and, uh, no, anything you ever need, I, I, I'll certainly, uh, try to do my best to help out. And like I said, I try to send you some pictures that you can put on your Facebook page and everything else. And no, I mean, like I always said, keep it alive, whether it be, uh, through a podcast or a video or or even just a picture i mean it's a it's right. a snapshot it's a snapshot of history right exactly and, it's like a little uh, mini time machine exactly and it's and it's and if it wasn't for that it'd be gone and it's you know and uh and it, it uh no and i mean it's great that you're uh you're doing this and uh like i said the more the merrier and i'm i'm more than honored to uh to be your first guest and uh I mean, we joke and everything, but it was, uh, no, it was cool, man. I appreciate you having me on. And, uh, like I said, anytime you, uh, I will certainly come back and, uh, 
do a round table or do whatever. Cause I mean, we got a, I got a million other stories I could share with you. So it, uh, we'll definitely do this again. I hope. Awesome. Well, yeah, we definitely got to do that round table with fucking the UK boys over there across the pond. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Actually. I'd love to talk to John and Paul. That'd be yeah, cool for sure. Well, I appreciate it again, man. And then fucking, you know, keep doing what you're doing and, you know, keep giving these guys the light a little bit. So, uh, thanks for coming on and being the first guest there. And I really appreciate it. Hey, Alec, I appreciate it, man. And, uh, you know, who are right. My yeah. favorite Marine. Well, like it's who, it, no, it's not who I, it's Ura. Get well, I, I wasn't in the goddamn military. Well, I know I it's know. not, but that's something we're prideful on. That's something I got to correct Ura. you on. Otherwise, if any Marine is out there listening, I didn't correct you. I'm going to get motherfucked in my IMs. <laughs> well, I'll see that. Ura. There you go. Ura. So now I know. There you go. Yep. Ura. There you go. The more, the more you know. <laughs> well, here, edit that part out so I don't sound like a fucking idiot. Oh, no, you're staying yeah. in because we kept your piss uh, back in. Well, okay. <laughs> but no, man, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, Turn out doing, the lights. You too, man. Take it easy. The part is over They say that all Good things must end Call it a night The part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again